Penn State Health Central Medical Tonight, your Boyertown Bears head down 422 to take on the Springford Rams. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Rick Hunter and Eric Butcher. Good evening, Boyertown fans. We are down here in Springford tonight for week six of Pack football. The Bears are coming into this one, two and three, as well as the Springford Rams, both coming off losses last week in Springford coming off of three straight losses. We'll get right into the pregame show right after this message. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. See it coming, but I never really had much faith in the universe's magic. Oh no. Till it pulled us to that time and place. What do you expect when you're expecting a teenager? Learning the lingo. GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. And we're back here for week six at McNeely Stadium tonight as the Boretown Bears take on the Springford Rams. Week two into the PAC uh, League contest and PAC Conference contest in the Liberty Conference. So the Bears come into this one, two, and three after a tough uh, 20, 27 to 20 loss to ONJ Roberts last week. The Bears got a big ground game last week from Leo Egby who rushed for 15 yards, 15 times for 97 yards and a touchdown. And Roman Marinello and Jason Oaks each pulled in three catches. Marinello led the Bears with nine tackles last week and Luke Orway had a key for interception. An interception that led down to the Bears getting down to the one yard line, but ultimately they couldn't end up scoring to bring it within the striking distance at the end of the game. Ryder Garris was the story last week as he left in the third quarter with a potentially concussion injury from what we're told at this point. Uh, medical records not being available, just told that he's in concussion protocol and he is not dressed tonight. So we'll be seeing Anthony Panarello at quarterback tonight, Eric. Yeah, so um, we're hoping it doesn't end up like Pottsgrove the last time we were away <laughs> jammed in a box. But no, I mean, this is going to be... A step, you know, I, I, this is going to be a very good game. It's, it's a rivalry game. Um, we always play Springford. It always seems like we play, play Springford fairly well. Um, and we're going to see how Anthony does, you know, Anthony Penarello does coming off of not playing for two games. Yeah, I mean, steps in last week, and, you know, it does change. We talked about it a little bit last week. It does change the dynamic of the game a little bit when you switch quarterbacks. It's going to change your offense a little bit, things that you can do and you can't do. You don't really see the option as much as you did with Ryder. Ryder likes to 
be able to run that option, which is ultimately what led to his injury last week as he took the option up the middle, and, and when, yeah. he, when he should have, but, um, you know, so not able to hold on to it there. So with Panarello starting out the first game against Upper Park, he played the entire first game. Then you had him switching out series uh, week two against Exeter, and then week three, again, Panarello for the entire game of why I'm missing. Ryder coming in for, for basically two plays to give Anthony Panarello a little bit of a break. And then we go into the Potsgrove game where it's Ryder Garris all night long. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be a dynamic for the team, too. Offensive line. You know, I know being an offensive line, when you switch quarterbacks game to game, knowing your drop step and knowing where the quarterback and how the quarterback rolls, is the quarterback going to step up? Is he going to try to roll to the outside? That's big for a team like this. I mean, they have had all week to practice, but sometimes it takes a little bit longer than a week. So I'll be very curious to see how Boyertown can jump back from this. Absolutely. So junior Anthony Panarello will take over for sophomore Ryder Garris tonight. And another thing worth noting is that Brandon Shane is not dressed tonight and will not be with us as we have Ryan Spangler filling in at wide receiver tonight for starting wide receiver and free safety Jason Wright will be filling in for Brandon Shane there as Brandon Shane is a two-way starter as a senior uh, here for Boyertown. So some changes on offense that way, changes on defense that way. Uh, would definitely change the dynamic going into tonight. It's on tonight. both sides. Uh, Springford is a very passing offense. Springford will pass the ball a lot. In fact, last week they actually passed almost as much as they ran last week. So the, the dynamic changing there with D-backs, you got Kate Sennett, you got Jason Oaks, your sophomore corners, and then you're basically going to have your senior back there, Roman Marinello, playing strong safety. So some changes there offensively and defensively for the Bears and coming off with, you know, getting ready to play against a tough Spring 4 team here that has lost three in a row, but lost three tough games in a row, uh, playing PV last week, which was a real tough conference game there in the Liberty Conference. So right now the Bears holding that fifth place in the conference with Spring 4 at sixth. And the Rams have won the last ten in a row here against Boyertown, coming off of uh, an October victory where Boyertown won that one 20 to 10. So that's basically the last time that Boyertown's beat Springford. And I know for you and I, Eric, Springford is a rival. Yeah, this was Thanksgiving Day, Rick. <clears throat> it was. It, you know, this was our Thanksgiving Day back when we didn't really have a home. We didn't have a league. We were kind of free spirits, if you will. But this was always the game where you wake up Thanksgiving morning, drive down here, play down here, and then go home and eat turkey. This is, for me, this is Boyertown's rival. A lot of people say Upper Perk is. I feel that Spring Ford is more of a rival. Well, yeah, and then I know that for me, the last high school game that I ever played was yep. against Spring Ford. Absolutely, same same with me. But it was at home and uh, not here at McNeely Stadium, Coach McNeely Stadium. So as Boyertown makes their way to the left end zone, they're going to come out and get ready and get fired up here. And the Rams, we're waiting on them to make their grand entrance, as they always do here in McNeely Stadium. So just some fun facts here, Eric. Uh, the biggest points most points scored in one game by each team is Boyertown 48 they won 48 to 7 October 4th 2004 and Springford their most amount of points scored against Boyertown was 55 wow so 55 to 20 was their win in 2019 just two years ago so yeah the taste is fresh for Boyertown as they take the field right now and get fired up Leo Eggbeal will lead them out with Ryan Spangler filling in tonight, and he's got some big shoes to fill tonight as Brandon Shane's not ready to go for whatever reason, and will support his team from the sideline tonight. 
Spring yeah, that's, that's two big losses that we got to contend with tonight. It is, and you know we we we've said this week and week again. Every week we say it. Every week we see a difference in the offense. It doesn't matter who's on the field. Nope. It doesn't matter who's injured, who's not playing. You know, Coach Miller is specific to the team he's playing. So if he's playing, you know, the fear option of Potsgrove, he steers that way. And if he's playing against their defense, so tonight we're looking like we're going to see probably a 4-3 here from Springport as they played it tough against Mannheim with that 4-3. I got the opportunity to watch a little bit of film on that today. And it was, it was an interesting game, and you'll see – how Springford can really throw the ball, and they're going to come out throwing. So I think I mean, it's going to test I mean, the scores. The other, thing, the other thing, too, with Boyertown is, we, and we say it every week, their depth. The team is so young that every single player has seen the field. Every week we're calling different people, and every week they're younger and younger kids. It's it's a great – like I said, we've said this numerous times. Boyertown has a very good future with this team. So Anthony Panarello will start quarterback tonight. He's got four games total in the books. He's got 22 attempts with nine completions and 168 yards. I mean, not bad numbers right there. Uh, that's about 41% completion. Right. So he's got one touchdown on the record, but he also had a quick swing pass that ran out for a touchdown. It was behind the line of scrimmage to Roman Marinello, and that one went for 55 against Upper Park. So give him two on that. As and even, even that one last week that was kind of a little bit down the one-yard line could have been close. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and tonight we'll use our resources here in Springford as they have instant replay right in front of us. So instead of getting real yes. hype about it and yeah. arguing about it, we'll have a better look at it as the night goes on. So your backup quarterback back tonight would be Chase Risting. And he had one snap in the game against Exeter as they were just, you know, running clock and let him get some reps. So he was able to come in. Springford would get ready to take the field. Just in comparison between Ryder Garris and Anthony Panarello, so Panarello, he plays four games. Garris plays four games on the books. Garris has 30 attempts, 15 completions, and 186 yards. So Garris is just barely topping Panarello there in, in, in stats. So he's 50% yeah. to 41%. But you got to look at, you know, you're looking at 9 for 22 and 15 for 30. So, you know, I, yeah, Garris I mean, throws the ball more, yeah. obviously. They definitely yeah. throw it with, more with Garris. And we might see a change on that tonight as we, as yeah. we move through the game. I mean, I'd like to also touch on, you were talking about the last time Spring Ford, they scored like 55 on us, I think. Can we touch on the Exeter score last week? Or not the Exeter, the Emmaus score? Oh, my word. It was 86 to... Yeah, it was like 86 to nothing. I don't think I've ever seen a high school game that... I mean, I don't even know how you... I guess the whole team got to play. That was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you got to start letting the cheerleaders play at that point and get them some reps yeah. out there. You never know. It's powder puff. But let's hope Boyertown can do that tonight. So tonight the captains will take the field. Boyertown captains from Roman Marinello, Leo Egby, Luke Ordway, and Brandon Shane, not dressed but out there as a captain tonight as they face spring forward. We'll get ready to see the coin toss here, and then we'll move on to the national anthem. See what the call is. Springford wins the toss. They'll defer. Boyertown will receive in the first quarter. So be mindful of that towards the end of the second quarter, seeing what we got here. Springford's going to get the ball back. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's always fun to see how that plays out. So I don't really, I don't, I didn't get word on Brandon Shane and, and, and why he's not dressed tonight. But uh, 
Ryder Garris is on the sidelines tonight, and we're real thankful. That's after, yeah, that's very good. After last he, week, yeah, I mean that's, I mean that had to be 30 minutes, 25 minutes that he just laid there. So we'll take a quick break here for the national anthem. here as we get ready to kick this one off. Stay right there as we come back here in Springford. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. Back here at McNeely Stadium as we get ready to kick this one away and get this one started with Jason Oaks back deep to receive. Spring forward in their blue and white white helmets wear town all white tonight. It's a low kick down to the 20-yard line, picked up by Kate Sennett. Sennett's going to come up to the 15. Ooh, he's going to get pummeled and brought back down to the 20-yard line. It looks like Springford has some speed on their team this year, Rick. 
taken down by Mason Scott, sophomore for Springford. And Anthony Panarello will lead him into the huddle as the board town will get started from about the 20-yard line for first and 10 here to get this one started here in Springford. Cole Marinello will bring him to the line. Jason Oaks split right. Egby Marinello in the backfield. Out of the gun. We you have can, flags already. You can already see the difference in the formation, Rick. This is one that in the beginning of last week's game we didn't see too often. No, you're seeing him in a pistol tonight, and you're not usually you don't really see that much. I hope Boyertown Coach Miller talked to them. This was a problem they had last week with penalties. Oh my this, word. Yeah, I mean this this is something with a young team you have. Hopefully Boyertown can get over it. Made the early mistake and so on to play two of the script as Marinello is in motion. Panarello is going to keep the fake handoff and he's going to go pretty much nowhere as yeah. Springford pummels him at the line. It was of kind of there. like a fake option, quarterback sneak dive. He had nowhere to go. The defense, the whole defensive front, just stopped him. Brought down by Gavin Schaefer from Springford, senior, six foot. So, you know, interesting to see there, though. We don't even get a play off. They're in one formation. Mm -hmm. They come back, and yeah, they're in a different formation. So you, you got to think that Coach Miller is scripting that one a little bit and saying just go to play two. You know, look at this. He's got Panarello. one far guy back and one guy up. Panarello under center. Quick pitch out to Leo Egby on the right side. He'll be taken down in the backfield for about a two-yard loss. So offense not able to get anything really going here tonight so far. Seeing a lot of things differently. Coley Savage on the field in that play, Eric. And we talk about him every week, too. He's another young kid that's coming up. But that play just, I don't know, it just didn't develop. It looked like maybe Eggby might have been too far back or the other lead blocker was too far forward. It just looked like a weird offensive formation. Panarello being the gun at Leo Eggby to the left. Two receivers split left, one right. Panarello's back to pass. Cross the side. In and out of the hands of Roman Marinello, so that'll bring up a fourth down for Boyertown. As Roman uh, Marinello, I mean, quick slant, it was uh, there. It, it was, was there for the first down, just yeah, in and out of his hands. I think it was down there for the first down and a little bit more. Really uncharacteristic for Roman, too. I mean, Roman Marinello usually able to hold on to that one, so it happens. So Boyertown will set up to punt this one away as Eisenhardt is back towards the end zone, and Cody Savage will block at fullback. So with 10.36 to play, we got no score here. Bordertown not able to do much on the first series. Springford set the rush. Barely got that one away. Gonna be about a 30-yard punt and it'll fall out of bounds as Springford will start this one from the Boyertown 38-yard line, first and 10. Yeah, we'll say on that pass, looking at the awesome Springford replay that we have, it, it looks like the, he might, the quarterback may have not led him enough, so it was kind of like more in his face mask where he was trying to run yeah. and reach back a little bit. Yeah, well, coming from the receiver aspect of the game. Touches your hands, you got to catch You it. better grab it, just like I tell my kids. So Ryan Freed will bring him up to the line. He'll be in the gun. Out of FA to the left. Two receivers split right, one left. Free calls for the snap. Quick handoff to Adiefe up the middle. Harry Adiefe up to the 20-yard line of Boyertown. So not enough to move the chains, but about an eight-yard gain there. 
Yeah, that was a great play. The, the, they blocked great. The Warriortown defensive line has to stop the middle rush. Something I watched on, on some of the film with Springford, you know, if they can break through the line, they, a lot of double team blocks from them. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of that right now. So, you know, these guys on the line really got to be able to shake that block, swim, cut through. Freed in the gun again, on the FA to the right, two receivers split right. He's back to pass. Quick pass out to the right side. About a five-yard game, but not quick, quite enough for a first down. Anthony Petarello on that stop. So a gain of a yard for Gage Swagger for Springford there, brought down by Panarello. And Panarello's going to, I mean, he's got a long night ahead of him yes, tonight. Yes, he does. Long night ahead of him tonight. Hopefully we score a lot so he can uh, at least get one break on field goal maybe. So got to keep an eye on Zach Solitus tonight. He's had some big games this year, a lot of receptions. 6'2", junior, stop. 200. This is a big stop for Boyertown. Third and so third and one for Boyertown with 9-10. Adi F.A. is going to take it for the first down and more. He'll gain about six on the play and take it up to about the Boyertown 24-yard line. Yeah, I so don't know with, with this defense that Boyertown has. Their, their middle, if Springford gets two double teams and they hit a linebacker or shield a linebacker, there's a hole in the middle. It's just a – it's the way the defense is schemed. There's just a natural hole there. And, I, and, I, and I've never been able to figure it out because the linebackers we have are really yes. very athletic linebackers. It's like we almost shifted – to the one side of the field and leave that backside open. Freed in the gun. Motion left. Adiefe is going to take it up the right side off tackle. He hits the, hits the sideline, hits the corner, and he's brought down at about the Boyertown nine-yard line. So another first down for Springford here. Brought down by Gavin Chamberlain. Got to keep an eye on him. I think he's ranked second right now on the team with tackles, and yes. we keep talking about him over yeah, and over and over. Chamberlain will be playing well. Boyertown is going to need to do something with the center of their defense right now. It's, it's, it is a weak spot. We saw a little bit of it being exposed with Spring, a little bit exposed with uh, Owen Jay last week. Ryan Freed in the gun. He's going to drop. He's going to roll out left. Pass to the end zone, and it's caught for the touchdown for Springford, Colton Kiera. The receiver just had a step on the D-back. I mean, it was, it was good coverage. There was just, it was good coverage and a good throw. Receiver had a step on him, got yeah. some speed there. And Springford will strike first here with 8-10 to play in the first quarter. Now, I did see, you know, kickers here not quite the leg that uh, we've seen with Zach Foskey, but he'll line up for the extra point. It's up and it's good. So we got a seven nothing ball game here in Springford with 810 to play. We'll be right back after this quick message. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. 
Back here at McNeely Stadium as Springford Rams have just taken a 7-0 lead against Boyertown with 8-10 to play in the first quarter here. Late, Boyertown had a late guy run on the field. Jason Oaks back deep to receive. McGarvey will kick it. It's a deep ball down the right sideline. Kate Sennett's going to receive on the 12-yard line. Come up. He's sprinting through up to about the 34-yard line, still dragging people with him, Eric. Yeah, that was a great run. I think he was one block away from, from breaking that. You could kind of see right there, like he saw the lane. And yeah, he, he went. went. Yep. You, you know, and you got to see that excitement out of the sophomore as he gets an opportunity. And, and he's actually, like, not as many returns as Jason Oaks, but when he does get the ball, he's averaging yes. the yards. Yes, he, he is definitely a really good return man. So... Town will start from their own 38-yard line here with 8.02 to play in the first. Panarello is going to go under center. Egby in the eye. One receiver split left. Looks like Oaks in the slot. Panarello looks like he's calling an audible. He sees something here. Box is stacked up the middle with Leo Egby. He's going to drive up the middle for more and more. He's going to take three, four, five guys with him. He might have gotten the first down, maybe not quite enough. Yeah, that, that was a very good run. Uh, offensive line gave him the first three yards, and Egby gained the other three yards on his own. So it might be close enough for a measurement, not quite. Looks like they're going to have a second in inches here as the Bears will see. I mean, obviously something working there. Panarello, wise enough to call the audible at the line, able to see something there. Yeah, up that, the that was a good you could see You could see the, the quarterback, even though he's young, he did see something. And coaches kind of let him go and say, you know what, call an audible. Panarello hands off to Egby up on the dive, and he's going to pound for first down and about eight more. Yeah, again, I think coach sees, hey, they did this to us, let's do it to them. Well, I mean, you got to go with what works. And, you know, the way Springford is in there in the 4-3, it looks like they're stacking the box, but it looks like there's a hole right there at the middle linebacker spot. Yeah, they're exactly. able to double-team that block, help Leo get it a footing and get ahead, so yeah, nice we, job. We've said it before, if Leo gets to the second level and can bust it out to the outside, he's going, he ain't catching him. Panarello under center, two receivers split right to the short side. Quick pitch out to Roman Marinello, left side. He's going to look for the sideline, but he's going to go absolutely nowhere. I think he probably lost one on the play on that one, maybe two. Yes, he did on that one. So not able to get the stock block there on the left side. Two receivers split to the right. Strong side right, went weak side on the play there. So with 6.37 to play in the first, Boyertown will have a second and 13 here. They are across midfield for the first time tonight here at McNeely Stadium. Panarello bring them to the line. Leo made us saw something on that one. Egby in the eye, two receivers split right. Hand off to Egby right up the middle. He's dragging three, four guys with him every single time. His feet are pumping tonight. Yeah. Yes, they are. I think you have to lean on, you know, you have to lean on your veteran on this. You know, you lose your quarterback last week, you have another one of your star players out. I think you lean on your veterans. Well, you do, and you got to remember that you got Spangler in there tonight. He's filling in for Brandon Shane, but he's also a six-foot, 200-pound senior, so not, you know, for the light of heart, but your replacement is almost the same size as your guy that's out. Yeah. Panarello in the gun, Eggby to the right. Jason Oaks out of the slot. Ooh, must a one-handed grab, but he's going to come up short with that one and not be able to hold on to it. Yeah, that was a very nice 
almost a very nice catch on well, Jason Oaks. Behind him, but tried to grab it one-handed. So Boyertown will have a fourth and eight here, and it looks like they'll bring the punt team on and kick this one away. Starting to get something moving here. You know, we, we came out looking like very, very aggressive, uh, a different set than we've seen all year long. Obviously, wasn't able to get anything going here, but Leo Egby, and you know, against this tough spring forward defense, you got to think, if he's able to just keep pounding the ball and eat the clock away, that might be the way to win this one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. Eisenhardt will kick this one away. It's a nice high punt down to about the six, four-yard line. Spring forward. That's good punt coverage from so Boyertown. Cole Turner will return that one up to about the 25-yard line. As Spring Forward will take over. I will say, Rick, this year we have had a very good special teams. Punt coverage, kick coverage. I mean, yeah, that no, keeps, no, that no, keeps big us, no, it keeps us in the game. I mean, now they're still on that side of the field. They didn't let him get up to the 50. You know, Boyertown still has a lot of field behind them to keep Spring Forward down. Who knows? Get 4-1, get the ball back by the 50, and, you know, we're still in the game. So Springford will take over from their own 24-yard line. Ryan Freed out of the gun, Eddie F.A. to the left, two receivers split left, motion left. And we got a dead play here. So maybe some offsides here from Springford as Ryan Freed is looking to the sideline. Actually, Matt Zoller's in there at quarterback this time instead of Ryan Freed. So Matt Zoller's freshman, 6'3", 180, taking a snap from time to time here for Springford. And... It seems like, from what I've seen from any film, every time he's in there, it, 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 the balance is off a little bit. Obviously, they have a reason why they like trying to go to him. So spring for a recoup here. They called a quick timeout. We'll stay here for now with 5.28 left in the first. Springford is up 7-0, trying to advance the score here. Starting off a little rough. Again, a reminder from the Booster Club, everybody. Pink shirts and headbands are on sale at the Booster Shed. So, Eric, I haven't been to the stadium since too much here. I mean, since we played, right? So, no, the last time I digital scoreboard, we got instant replay next to us. We got, you know, the artificial field is beautiful. The, st the stands are packed tonight here in Springford. Yeah, I mean, it would have to have been my junior year that we were here because my senior year we played at home. Matt Zoller is in the quarterback again. He's out of the gun. Addy Fa to the left, two receivers split left and right. Handoff to Eddie F.A. up the middle. He's going to take it and more to the second level, and he is brought down hard as the flag comes on the field at the 38-yard line. So Eddie F.A. initially got the first down. We'll see about this call. I think that might have been a hold on Springford's one receiver, Rick. Yeah, because when he when the running back broke out, he cut back into the middle, and it's almost like somebody was holding somebody to cause him cut back in the middle because as a running back you're always told to get to the sidelines never cut back into where people are right so yeah again spring forward here so take them back five so we'll see Matt Zoller staying a quarterback for spring forward as Addy F.A. lines up in the backfield to the left Springford likes this split set, twins right and left. Usually means they're going to throw out of this. Motion. Nope, it'll be a handoff to Eddie F.A. up the right nice side, but he is going to be. He's gobbled up. He's yeah. gobbled up on that. There was nowhere. There, he wasn't going anywhere. You were ready to jump in there. I didn't want to hold you up. <laughs> so, nice stop here. I didn't see the stop there, Eric. 
Oh, Kyle Pry on that one. Often, uh, he's an, he's another name that we keep hearing. We do, and uh, doing a great job there on the line. He was one of the Bear Den players of the week, I believe it was last week. And he's another young kid that we'll get back next year. Ryan Free back in the quarterback at EFA in the backfield. Quick pass out to the left side, caught. Makes a move to the outside sideline, and he's brought down at about the 38-yard line. So Gage Swanger on the reception for Springford, and he'll get a first down and more as Kate sent it in on the tackle there for Boyertown. I mean, we were there. Panarello was right there when he caught the ball. He just, they made a good block on him. Well, you know, what a great move from from Gage Swanger there for Springford. I mean, he put the juke on and. He was. He's got some. He's got some speed there, and he was off their races. So it's five nine junior, one seventy five. So Matt Zoller's in at quarterback for Springford. As his brother Zach moves to the right end, tight end there. Motion behind the quarterback, and that play is going to go dead as well. So maybe in a, I'm going to go with legal motion on that one. Oh, I think it might have been timeout. All right, timeout. So Springfield the coach is in the center of the field. Springfield will take a timeout, and so will we. We'll be right back after this quick message. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Three forty-three to play here in the first quarter. We got both teams just drilling the ball here. I mean, Springfield scores early, but both teams are just moving the ball a little bit at a time, trying to test out what they got going, what's working and what's not working. So quarterback change here right now in Springford as freshman Matt Zoller in a quarterback with Eddie F.A. to the right motion. Quick snap, handoff. Nope, fake the handoff to Eddie F.A. It's swung over to Gage Swanger. He's going to go to the sideline. He might get one out of that play. I mean, a lot, probably went. 20 yards to get one yard. There. Yeah, I mean, Jason Oaks was right there. I think that flag might have been a block in the back on him. He had a he had the guy dead to rights, and all of a sudden he got blacked in the back. So a big hit there on the sideline as we take a look at it here. Quick swing pass. Oaks on in on the stop. Panarello knocks him out of bounds. I'll tell you what, Oaks, he's quick. He, he was down on the ground and back Very up quick. and at the play before the guy even gained a yard. Very quick. I mean, the aggression in, in both Oaks boys, I'm fortunate enough to have coached Logan Oaks and his younger brother in eighth grade right now. He'll be up here next year. And both boys aggressive as all. I get out. I mean, just amazing, amazing ball players. So Zoller out of the gun. He'll be back to pass. He's looking. He's looking. He's got nothing. Quick pass over the middle to Adi Efe. Adi Efe's shoelaces are taken off at the 38-yard line, 39-yard line of Springford. Will not be enough to move the chains as they're trying to make their way back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, Boyertown has to get to the quarterback a little bit more. We've had a couple games where we pressured the quarterback a little bit, a couple plays. We really have to start pressuring a quarterback, I think. So trips right as Zoller's out of the gun. One left, trips right to the far side. At EFA in the backfield. Back to pass again, looking right. He's got his man, Zoller's. He'll slip a tackle. He's up to the 50. He'll get the first down and more as he moves into Boyertown territory up to about the 46-yard line. Matt Zoller's on the reception there, so brother to brother. Making the pass there. And yeah, Anthony, Anthony Penarello was there, and it was just a good move. I mean, he had he had uh, you know arms around him. 
and he just made a really good move. So Matt Zoller is the freshman in tonight coming into this game with 17 attempts with 10 completions and 113 yards up against his predecessor, Ryan Freed, who we did see tonight with, who was 78 for 114 and 786 yards passing. So why the change, I'm not really sure here on the scheme. So Zoller's out of the gun. Hand off to Eddie F.A. up the middle. He'll go off tackle left, and he'll gain about three on that play. Brought down by Chamberlain on the stop there. And Jason Acre on the help for Boyertown. So, like, we talked about that all year this year. You don't just see one that's guy a new tackling. Guy. Yeah, that's a, that's a new name, Rick. We yeah, said it in the yeah. first new name of the game. You're not seeing just one guy tackling, though. You're seeing two, three, exactly. four people. And that's one thing we do like to see from our team here. So the dollars out of the gun in the eye. Fakes the handoff. Almost oh. gets sacked by Jason Oaks on a state, on a quarter-to-corner -quarter blitz. And he'll be brought down. And another flag comes out. Oh, come on, by the way, the crowd sounded. I'm thinking that's coming back. I think that's one boy. Yeah, so. they're saying that the quarterback. I, I'm telling you, they're going to say it's an illegal hit on a defenseless runner. I don't know that I generally agree on that. Not a personal foul. We'll see the re replay here. Real you quick. You can't ask a kid to stop on a dime. Yeah, I, you got a loose quarterback. I mean, Oaks almost gets him in the backfield. Yeah, he's not uh, down yet. Kate sent it on the call there and puts a helmet into him, shoulder into him. It's questionable. Yeah. I, that's I mean, real questionable. Yeah, that's. So there you give Springs Ford 15 more yards on that one and let the ball keep moving. I mean, you're talking about safety, and I, I understand that, especially after what we saw last week with Ryder Garris. You don't want to see any bad head injuries or anything else. So, the, you know, the overprotection is basically, you know, the refs are like the overprotective father when you go. Watch out for that call. Yeah, but there wasn't a flag last Solar's week. out of the gun. He's throwing deep to the end zone. Jason Oaks on the coverage. And he comes down with it. So that's a touchdown for Springford as Zach Sollers catches one from his brother in the end zone for a 20-yard touchdown. And Springford will add to their 7-0 lead as they go up 13 here and get ready to kick the extra They look point. like Dave's done that a few times in the backyard, Rick. Oaks, uh, Oaks is there. He's watching yeah, he's, the coverage. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't turn around when the ball's thrown. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Daddy critique a, a sophomore who's playing lights out most of the season, so a nice job from him. But Liam McGarvey for Spring Forward to kick this one for the extra point. It's up. And it's good. So we got a 14-0 ball game here in Dilly Stadium in Springford. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? Can't you tell that your tie's too wide? Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. It's not plugged in. So with 106 left to play here in the first quarter, we got a 14-0 ball game. Springford has gone up on the board twice and is getting ready to kick this one. Jason Oaks back deep as McGarvey will get ready to kick this one. 
Boretown really needed getting something going here on offense, Eric. Yeah, they do. I mean, you saw a little bit last last series. First series was a little rough. Second series was a little bit better. Hopefully they can come out and have a good return here. A deep kick picked up by Kate Sennett, bobbled for a second. He's going to get loose. He's heading to the sideline. He's up to the 40, 45, 50, 50, 45, down to about the spring forward 39-yard line. So a little life there and speed from Kate Sennett as he takes it up the left sideline. That was beautiful blocking. That was, that I, Coach Miller, I think that was the design return like that. And this is what Boyertown needed, a big return to get the fans and the crowd and the players into it and then run it down the field. So, as, as we said in Botsgrove, Boyertown travels well. The stands aren't really packed over there, but your student section is. The student section is here tonight, for, and you can hear them from all the way across the field here in the booth tonight. Panarello will go under center, Egby in the eye. One receiver split left, a tight formation here for Boyertown. Two receivers split left. Hand off to Egby up the middle. He'll keep driving, driving, pushing the pack. They're all pushing the pack. He might get all the way up to a first down from this, my Lanta. And another flag. That was a great run by Leo Egby pushing the pack. I, I, you know, Eric, I, every week I start to think to myself, should I, should I not say anything because you really push these refs? But I've seen more flags here tonight than I – I have six kids. I have a lot of laundry in my house, and I think I've seen more laundry here tonight than <laughs> I've seen all week. This is insanity. That's because you have a good wife, Bart. Rick. I do, I do, I do. I am very, very blessed. So we'll see what the call is here. I, I saw three flags, so obviously it was a joint. It's kind of an unsportsmanlike against Boyertown. See again, plays like that, Rick. Those are the those are the weird plays where you have a running back pushing the pile, and we've said this Just in a let few him times. Play. Either let him play or you blow the whistle and you stop so just nobody gets hurt. Exactly. You, you just let him Because we've seen that in the Exeter game and a couple other other games where the pile's going and it's like, all right, blow the whistle so nobody gets hurt. They don't, and then they want to throw a flag. I mean, it's got to work both ways. You either blow the whistle to save people or, you, you know. Honest to Pete, just run the same play again. They're lined up in the same formation. Just do it again. Yeah. The middle's wide open. Let Egby push it. Panarello under center. Egby in the eye. Two receivers split to the short side. And they're going to hand it off to Egby. Nope, they're going to keep it. Panarello's heading to the corner. He stiff arms nice one guy, but he's going to be brought down. He's not going to be able to take it out. So Peyton West for Springford brings him down, and he'll gain a few yards on the play. That will bring up a second down for Boyertown. That was a really nice stiff arm. Looks like the quarter will wind down here as we head to the final seconds before we change sides. Right now, Springford up 14 to nothing against Boyertown. So that'll be the quarter, and we'll take a quick break here, and we'll be back here to McNeely Stadium as Springford up 14, Bears 0. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Pretty face, two sides, so is it gonna... Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh, Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh, Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Back here at McNeely Stadium as Springford has taken a 14-0 lead and then one quarter down, three more to go. We got a lot of ball game play here yet. We do, and 14-0, that's 
it's nothing to, that Boyertown can't come back from. I mean, you see it here. Big return. Got a nice offensive first play that got called back. You know, we just got to keep the ball pounding. Panarello out of the gun. He's back to pass. He'll shake one man. Two. He's fighting for every yard he's going to get. Nobody home down the field, so he'll keep that one. Run for about two, and he'll be brought down by a host of Springford Rams. Springford's playing tough defensively, reading the pass here. I mean, they, they, they passed the ball well, and they defended well. Yeah, that was very good coverage. The offensive line kind of broke down on the blocking a little bit, but that could be because they're not used to this quarterback, the way that he drops back and how far, and is he going right or left. The third and seven here for Bordertown as Panarello's under center. He'll hand off to Egby up the middle. He's going to keep going, and he'll break to the second level. Ooh, that's a close one right there. I I personally think he gets the first down on that one, Eric. I mean, I think they got to give it to him after that botch call <laughs> earlier. <laughs> we hope. Yes. Yes, it is a first down. So the rest Boyertown. made up for one, Rick. So we got a first down here for Boyertown, and we'll keep the chains moving. We're fighting for every inch, but they are getting there. So that first down is brought to you by In-Home Oxygen on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. We thank you very much to our sponsors as this broadcast is able to happen for you each and every week. So Panarello will go under center. Two receivers split left, Egby in the eye. Nobody home to the right. Looks like the blitz is coming. He'll take the snap. Fumbles the ball, handing off to Egby. Oh, it's still moving. It's still going. Is that another flag? No, that was the bag. I hope. I hope it was just the bag, Rick. That was the bag. You know, with as many flags as we've seen tonight, when the bag throws for ball placement, I'm thinking it's another flag. But. Hey, it was a fumble for a three-yard gain. <laughs> So Panarello tries to hand off to Egby or fakes to hand off to Egby in a disconnect and uh, not able to hang on to it but able to recover it, thankfully. So one thing I found interesting, Eric, believe it or not, is that Springford has seven fumbles on the year so far. Oh, wow. So not anything tonight, I would say Boyertown has done pretty well. Egby had one earlier against Exeter, I think. Quick pitch out to Maranello, but he's Ooh. met at – about two yards behind the line of scrimmage, so he's not going to go much of anywhere. So the blocking doesn't hold there for Boyertown. It Egby was the lead blocker on that, and the line broke down, and Egby had to hit the guy you know, a yard in the backfield, which messed up Marinello's you know, ability to bump it outside. One of the things you see here on Springford is they're changing players pretty much every play, offensively and defensively, whereas Boyertown has their guys, and you know they're sticking with them. So. That'll bring up a third and 11 for Boyertown here from the 30-yard 30, 30 line. Looks like they're going to have some movement on both sides. Well, let's see what the refs call. We got a false start against Boyertown. Uh, it's going to be one of those nights, Rick, where we're playing 12 people. <laughs> so third and 16. We got a third and half a mile here for Panarello. As you got to imagine, Coach Miller is probably going to look to throw the ball because Luke Gordway just moved to the far side of the field here, Eric, and I'd like to see him get part of this. Yeah, I mean he's he's a big, tall kid. You, you got you got to throw it up. Panarello in the gun. He's back to pass. Nope, he's going to launch deep down the sideline, incomplete for Jason Oaks. Again. The coach really likes the short side of the field. We say it every week, and we've really noticed it in the last couple weeks. Like, he's going to that the 
our sidelines, which at this point, we were on that far hash. It was the short side of the field. Maybe if we would have went to the wide side of the field, it might have been a little bit more passing room, and we wouldn't have had to contend with the sidelines. So Ryan Spangler was the intended receiver on the play, filling in tonight for Brandon Sheen, number 32, Ryan Spangler. So the Bears will take a quick timeout here. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll be right back here with 9.03 to play. Raham's up 14-0. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now. And our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Nine to three to play here at McNeely Stadium as we we're come back. We're going for it, Rick. And they're going for the fourth down here. Able to convert on some third downs. Now we're going to go for a fourth and 16 from the spring 428. Panarello is back to pass. Nobody home. He's going to run it. And we'll take the challenge and come up to about the 28-yard line, but not enough for a first down. I think that was a good call on Coach. You know, you get it up to, say, the 25. Well, I mean, or if you try to punt it, you kick it in the end zone. It comes out on the twenty. I mean, it's not. It's, I mean, you give it to him at the yeah. thirty. Or you, you know, actually, you're giving it to him now at the twenty-six yard line, twenty-seven yeah. yard line. So you give him at the twenty-seven, or you punt it down to the one. I mean, obviously, one's better than the other, but yeah. you're not going for it from your own forty. No. Just got a quick score in here. I, I got to figure out who's extras playing tonight. They're up twenty-eight nothing tonight. So Ryan Freed back in at quarterback. Out of FA to the right. Haven't seen a whole tight lot of him. Quick. Ryan Freed down the sideline. Pass complete up to the 50-yard line. He'll take it for more. He's down to the 20, 15, brought down at about the 12-yard line. Trying to get the number there, Eric. Yeah, I didn't see who that was. Looks like Carson Bugden. Carson Bugden on a reception, catching Rick, run. Rick, there's a flag on the play. Imagine that. There's a flag on the play. So about a 30-yard pass taken all the way down to the Boyertown 12-yard line. Oh, of course. And it'll be against the Bears. Penalty has declined due to, well, the really just, long play. Just gained, <laughs> just gained 80 yards yeah. on the play, so what do you expect? So, Springford have a first and goal, or first and 10. Seeing the quarterback change the same way we, used, we saw that a few weeks ago with Boyertown, you're seeing a little bit of Ryan Freed, a little bit of Matt Zollers, and both of them able to throw the ball quite well. Yeah, I mean, that was a beautiful pass. Beautiful catch and run there. What and is I, this, Rick? Look at this. Little uh, Fumble Ruski lineup over here. We got a here. trick play coming here from Springford with a motion all the way far to the right. It's going to be a fake. Zollers is going to keep it and come around the end, take it up to about the five yard line. Interesting formation there. It was like student body left. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, Fomborowski. Fomborowski, statutory or Statue of Liberty. So with 8:04 to play in the half, the Rams are up 14 to nothing in driving. They got a second and three here with the ball on the five-yard line. So the Bears still with two timeouts here as the Rams have used two of theirs. They're down to one. We'll see Ryan Freed here out of the gun. Out of the FA in the backfield. Let me a dive to Harry out of the FA and he'll dive into the end zone for another Springford score here. And Bordertown just does not have the answer they're looking for. And Springford coming off a three-game losing streak. They're hungry tonight. Yeah, especially coming home. After a three-game losing streak, you're going to want to put the stomp into somebody, and it just happens to be us. But it does. I mean, it's still a long, long ball game. Yeah, and I mean, this is a big game. I mean, we we, we didn't do we didn't come out the way we wanted to again. So when Jay last week, and that's a conference game. Now tonight, Springford, another conference game. So this will drop the rankings here as Liam Garvey for Springford will kick this one through the uprights, and it is right through the uprights. So we got a 21-0 ball game here at McNeely Stadium in Springford. We'll be back here in Rorersford. Stay right there. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Back here at McNeely Stadium in Roars 4. 7.33 left to play in the half. And Boyertown in a 21-0 just deficit right now. Some early scores coming in. Exeter is 28-0 over Muhlenberg right now. End of the first quarter. And what was that, Sarah? 16, 19, 19 nothing versus Catholic is winning right now. So, looks like a lot of goose eggs, Rick. Spring forward will kick this one left to right. Deep, deep ball. Back down to Kate Sennett again. They'll stay to his side. Kate will bring it up to about the 26 yard line, 27 yard line. And that is where Panarello will start this one. Moving right to the left, Boyertown in there all white tonight. Your offensive starting lineup tonight was quarterback Anthony Panarello, running back Roman Marinello. Running back number eight, Jason Oaks. Luke Gordway, number 28. Ryan Spangler, number 32. Number 62, Cole Marinello, starting tonight at center. Michael Ricci, who filled in a few weeks ago and did a nice job starting at guard. James. Taburin starting at tackle, Ben Ganware starting at tackle, Kyle Pry at guard, and Leo Egby running back. So Egby will take this one on a dive, and he'll gain about four on that one, maybe four or five yards on that play with 7.16 to play here. Going, staying with the dive tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's working. I mean, Egby's driving a pile. Just might as well, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just keep doing it. This will be one of those nights where you see him have 30 attempts for 100 yards, but he's fighting every way. I mean, yeah. your, your stat sheets don't always show the, the whole picture of what you got here. No, I mean, 100 yards, you know, but that's like a half hour because he spends 10 minutes on a five-yard run dragging 30 people. Panarello under center. He'll hand off to the left side to Roman Marinello. He's got one stiff arm, but he is not going anywhere. Brought yeah, I, down by Will Fish. Yeah, I mean, they – uh, yeah, Exeter. Um, Springford has really 
good closing speed with their secondary and linebackers. We have not been able to run around the outside. Well, Marinello I went crazy at Potsgrove. I mean, did a really nice job for us, but, you know, able to get that stiff arm from time to time, and that's just not, it's not cutting the mustard here tonight against no. these D-backs. I mean, these outside linebackers and these ends, able to play that contain very, very well, something we preach at the younger levels for years and years and years, and, and, and these guys are able to seal those edges tonight, and it seems like, you know, you got Agby running up the middle, and that's that seems to be what's working, so. Yeah. Ryan Spangler split far right, Panarello in the gun, Agby in the backfield. And we got a dead play here again. So a timeout for Boyertown. So Boyertown will take a timeout. So will we. We'll be right back here at McNeely Stadium. Hang on. Bear, Rams 21, Bears 0. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Back here at McNeely Stadium, Coach McNeely Stadium is Boyertown is finishing up with the timeout, coming back on the field. Coach Miller's got to get a plan going here with third and six, 5.59 to play in the half on their own 32-yard line. Panarello's going to go in the gun, Marinello next to him, and Eggby in the backfield. Two receivers split right, moving right to left here. Handoff, nope. Quick throw out, looks like it might be picked up. Nope, picked off, no, not. Incomplete. Yeah, that was a nice quick pass. It's just a defensive guy, I think, read that and jumped in front of Oaks. Yeah, well, Cole Turner's there. You know, step on the safety spot. He comes up, makes the read, and he'll uh, he'll make that stop there. So that'll bring up a fourth down for the Bears as Eisenhardt will come on to kick this one away. I will say that was good pass coverage by the offensive line of Boyertown. Probably one of the best coverages, you know, pass blocking that we've seen for the night. Eisenhardt back to punt this one. The rush is coming. Kick is up. It's a good punt. Back down to about the spring forward 35. It'll be picked up by Turner. Turner's going to be brought down right at the 40-yard line. So he'll come up for five, but Kate Sennett says, now nah, you're not going too much further. I'll take no. your shoelaces out. Yeah, <laughs> he did it last week with catching people down the sidelines. I mean, he did it again. Can't say enough about these sophomores. No. I mean, this sophomore class, I mean, in the junior class too, but the sophomore class just happens to be pretty much the biggest class that you're seeing at this varsity level right now. And, you know, you got two more years with these guys. And, and even Anthony Panarelli, he's only a junior, so you're going to get a whole other year with him and Ryder Garris. I mean, Ryder Garris is out this week, concussion protocol. You hope he's able to come back in the next, you know, week or two and, and get back into it and get back in the saddle, as they say. So, looks like Zoller is out of the gun here for Springford. He'll turn to the right, quick slant pass, take up to the 50. He's off to the races. Peyton West, he'll do take it down and cannot be caught. He'll go in for another touchdown as Jason Oaks, usually able to grab that one, but could not have enough on that one to bring him down. So, that'll be a touchdown for Springford. That was just a great design offensive play. Quick slant, broke the defense, and he was off the races, and we just didn't have anybody to catch him. I mean, he, he just he, 
the quick slant, he hit the seam, and it yeah, was just like gone. last week we saw with Avery Grimm as a running back spot. Once he hit the seam, you got to watch that that hole right there between the corner and the safety. And if you're not changing your coverage to adapt, it's just not going to work out well. No. So spring forward to kick the extra point here. McGarvey is good for the fourth time tonight as spring forward will take a 28-0 lead here at McNeely Stadium with about 5.26 to play. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. 28 nothing ball game here in Roars for tonight as Spring Ford has taken the lead on Boyertown even further. And they'll get ready to kick this one off again from the 40 yard line. So Boyertown trying to figure out what's working for them in here and in, in, in quite a deficit. Yeah, we just haven't had the answer. I mean, when you think the offense is doing good, they try to bounce it out. So I think they just need to stick with what's working. Interesting kick right there, it looks like. He'll be taken from about the 25-yard line, but he'll go nowhere on that one. And that is Gio Didario in there on the run back. Something I, I got to coach Gio when he was uh, second, third grade. So, and then I had his brother. So interesting. I haven't seen him on the field yet this year at varsity uh, level. We it every week, uh, right? Another name. Uh, yeah, another name. <clears throat> so Gio Didario getting a touch there on a short, interesting kick from Springford as Panarello. You know, I got to say, Rick, October 1st, I think it's my favorite time of football season because everybody wears pink. <laughs> so, Breast Cancer Awareness Night yes. in full effect here. Panarello under center. Handoff up the middle to Egby. He's going to drill it up for about three yards on that play. So, that will bring up a second down for Boyertown with 5-16 to play in the half. So, a second and they're saying second and four. That's not a second and four. So second down for the Bears here with five minutes to play in this Looks one. Like six, Rick. Yeah, I, I, I said he gained about three or four, and I, I don't, I don't always agree with the PA announcers, Eric. You know, I can or see. Or the refs. Yeah, well, <laughs> certainly not. Penarol on the gun. Springford will shift the line. Looks like he'll fake the handoff to Agby, but Panarello will go nowhere, and he'll lose about one on that play. So that'll bring up a third down for Boyertown. Not able to get anything done there. Cole Turner in on the sackle there. It looks like they're bringing the safeties up. They're bringing the corners up. You're going to see the blitz is coming. Yeah, I mean, it seems, Rick, we, we run on first down. We run on second down. And, I mean, what are you going to do when you're third and long? You're probably going to pass it. I mean, it's yeah, kind of like, we're, like we're, we're – too predictable at this point. So Gavin Chamberlain will come off the field as Luke Ordway will take his spot. Ordway will head far left with Jason Oaks in the left slot to to the right. You gotta imagine they're gonna try and throw here as Marinello's in motion. Quick pass to Marinello, but he I I honestly it looked like 
everybody on Springford knew that play was coming. I mean, Rick, yeah. that's the same play that I think we've tried to run every single week, and I don't think well, we've gained like five yards with the play. The difference that we see on it basically is that usually Marinello is already split to that side, and it's the quick bubble screen. But this time, it's the bubble screen coming from the other side out of motion, and they just dialed yeah, it up yeah. a little bit. But ultimately, it's the same play. It's just dressed up a little bit in that bubble screen. So we got a four. Springford wasn't fake. Yep, not at all. So we got a fourth and seven here as Eisenhardt will punt this one tonight. The rush. They're showing the rush and then back up. And a long punt for Eisenhardt down to Springford's 35. It'll be taken by Cole Turner. Turner up to the 40. Almost brought down by one and then eventually forced out of bounds by Cole Marinello. I'll tell you what, Cole, you savage. Saved his punter from getting seriously injured on that play. Well, you know, you see him in there for those big kicks, and, and you got to know well, there's a reason for that. I mean, Cole's a big boy, and he takes them hits, and he's, his footwork is there as well. So, so we'll see who Springford brings in here at quarterback for this series as we've seen them switch on and off here. So Ryan Fried will step back in at quarterback here as Peyton West is split far to the right against Jason Oaks. Oaks not having a bad night, just not able to get that saving tackle there at the end, but ultimately yeah. not what I mean not his responsibility. Ryan Freed's in the gun, moving left to right. Quick handoff to Addy Fa up the left side. He has no one there, but he'll bounce back to the right. Marinello on the chase, and he Ooh. is brought down hard by Jason Oaks back at. I, I think that was a, hey, I couldn't save the last tackle. I'm stopping this one. You got, I'm telling you, you look at him, and he's 5'8", 150 pounds on the books. And, and, and that could be accurate. Maybe give him five pounds or so. Yeah. But the way he hits, he just took down, you know, a, a, a very aggressive Harry Adeyefe Jr. from Springford, and it just drilled him almost the same way we saw Ryder get hit. Yeah, I mean, week. he came up. Like from 10 yards deep and caught him in the backfield. He's not afraid to hit this kid. Oh, absolutely so not. Second He's and playing 12. way bigger than he is. He absolutely is. So Ryan Free with a second and 12 for spring four with 225 to play in the half. Quick pass out to Kiera, Kiesha. I, I mess up that name. I, I, when that one baffles me. I'm, I'm having a, an Eric Butcher moment here. Yeah, that's so. why I, I kind of <laughs> only say the names I know. <laughs> And I point to him if I don't. That way you can mess him up. Well, I tried to remember it a couple times today, but, you know, that one escaped me. So that'll bring up a third down, a third and seven here for Springford from their own 49-yard line. This is where we need, like, a voiceover. When we get ready to say a name, <laughs> we drop out and somebody says the name correctly over top of it. Quick snap. We got Zoller's back. Nope, Ryan Freed. And he's going to have to throw it away because he's where's got a the, guy in his face. Where's the flag? I, I'm not sure where the flag is here. There was no receiver. There it is. Oh. Holding oh, against. Uh, I thought it was there. It was number 51, I think, for spring forward. I did see the hold. He was trying to hold off from his quarterback getting drilled. So I thought it was going to be a legal grounding because that quarterback was throwing that ball away because we had every one of our linemen on top of him. Yeah. They were coming in hard. So the Ryan are talking here, though. Ryan Freed. Not able to get that one away. He's got a refs a hold call here as they'll have a conference with 141 left to play in the half. See if the call stands here. No. Illegal grounding, Rick. Got they waved off the holding and they did intentional grounding. Intentional grounding here on Roarsford, so that'll back them up. 
And I think it's a spot foul too, so it's from the spot of the play. Well, once in a while you take one in your favor. Yeah, that's a good one right there. So that'll bring Springford back all the way back to their own 32-yard line. And about a fourth and 24. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Fourth and three-quarters of a mile. And they're going for it. This is a Freddie Mitchell play here if it works. But I think we're going to get a timeout here. So Springford will take their last timeout before the half. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll be right back here, Springford 28, Boyertown 0. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Back here at McNeely Stadium in Roarsport as the Rams are up 28 to nothing. And it is... It looks like they may have brought the punt team on now, Rick. So they changed their mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, 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 you got it. You can't. I, I don't know. I mean, your offense is doing really good. I mean, maybe you keep them on and see what happens. I, not really a smart move in the first half. Maybe the fourth quarter. But the way that they've been gashing us, Rick, you almost got it, I think. So Jake Ray to punt that one down. And Roman Marinello will let that one bounce. So it's down to the Bears' 35-yard line is where they'll start this one. We'll see if Boretown can get something going here before the half. They have one timeout left with 131 left to play in the half. Exeter is up 42 to 7 against Muhlenberg right now, Eric. What was the score? 42 nothing. Or sorry, 42 to 7 against Exeter over Muhlenberg right now. So Ty Yoakum just scored another touchdown up there. And we like to keep an eye on Exeter and Burks Catholic as they are our sister stations here with Jerry Gelliff Media. 131 to play as Boyertown will take over from their own 36-yard line. Rams 28, Bears 0 if you're just joining us. And uh, <clears throat> the Bears not able to get much really going here tonight except for the run up the middle with Leo Egby. As we see Ryan Spangler split way to the left. Hand off to Egby up the middle and there on to that. He's going absolutely nowhere. So he'll take about a one-yard loss on the play here as Boyertown's not able to get much going there, Eric. No, they, I mean, they got absolutely nothing. I mean, it looked like they brought everybody exactly where Egby, I mean, it was a missed block by the guard. It looked like they tried to do a double team in the, in the. So a fumble and a snap as Panarello will be taken all the way back down to the 25-yard line, and that'll bring up a third and extremely long here for Boyertown with 56 le seconds left in the half. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't need something like that. We just made a great stop on defense, really the first stop of the night. And now we can't. Panarello out of the gun. He's going to make a quick throw to Jason Oaks up to the 30-yard line. Not enough for a first down, but it'll get the ball moving a little bit, and you got to figure with 38.5 seconds left in the half, we're going forward more than likely, and we're going to try and get something going here. Yeah, I mean, you got one timeout, 38 seconds left on the clock. You have a field goal kicker that has a leg. Let's try to get down there. Let's prep far of this. So we'll see what happens here as uh, Coach Miller's on the sidelines. He's got oh, oh, me. Yeah, we're kicking. Looks like he's going to bring the punt team on. So We have faked a punt before, Rick. We have indeed, and you have Cody Savage in there at fullback talking to Colin Eisenhower, the punter. Jason Oaks in the left slot. We'll see what happens here. And it's going to be a punt. He'll get it away. It's a high punt out to about the... 
38-yard line for Spring Ford. So with 31 seconds left, Spring Ford will take over from their own 37-yard line. And we'll see if they run the clock out or if they're going to try and run anything here with a 28 to nothing lead before the half. Seeing some life there, a little bit in the passing game, running game just doesn't seem to be doing too much. And you got to think that Coach Miller is going to have some scheme changes and some ideas here at halftime to try to oh, absolutely. try to get back in this one a little bit. I mean, it's 28 nothing first half. I mean, you got a whole other half of football. Yeah, so Matt Zollers will come back at a quarterback for Spring Ford, and now it looks like Boyertown will take their last time out. We'll stay right here until the half with 31 seconds left to play. Matt Zowers was coming in back in the quarterback. I, you know, Eric, i got to tell you, I see these two different quarterbacks coming in and out, and I'm not really seeing much different in their abilities or their scheme. No, I mean, if you wouldn't tell me that there was a different quarterback, Rick, I probably would be saying, oh, this quarterback's totally destroying us. But it's actually two people. So nice versatility for Spring Ford here from that position as well as their receivers, which they really haven't had to use too much of tonight as they've been able to score rather quickly. And you really haven't seen, I mean, you've seen some good rushes from Harry Adiafe Jr., but not enough that, uh, you know, he's been able to get his yardage he needs in a quick pass, and they're in for the score. So they were challenged quite a bit last week uh, against Kohler and Perk Valley, and Boyertown not able to put up the same fight here thus far in the first half. So Zollers will remain in at gun. He's back to pass. Quick pass out to his brother. And he'll be taken out about the 48-yard line. So Zach Zollers on the reception there, and that'll be the first down for Springford. So right now at this, Boyertown's playing a prevent defense. Their goal needs to be stop the guy and keep him inbound so the clock runs out. Yes. You can't afford to give up anything crazy with – 25 seconds left. Yeah, you're in a big cloud there, and, and, and Zollers is able to get the ball. And not only that, he's got more than enough time to get out of bounds. So a quick handoff to Adiefe up the middle. He's going to break free. He's getting loose up to the secondary, and he's going to be brought down at about the 30-yard line. That'll be enough to move it, but they got to get to the ball fast if they're going to well, the spike stopped. this the one. The clock needs to keep going. First and 10 for the Rams. He'll spike that one. Yeah, he got, what, five seconds on that play to get up there before they yeah. get the clock moving again? Yep. Not really. Not really sure what happened on that one, but typically when you run the ball, the clock doesn't stop. I don't know. And we're in the box with the clock operator, so be careful. <laughs> I'll shut his power off, Rick. <laughs> so, Zollers will stay in the quarterback. Matt Zollers in the gun. Scratch that. Peyton West in the quarterback, looks like. That's going to be a wildcat. He's going to take the left side. One tackle missed, two tackles missed, and finally pushed out of bounds by Gavin Chamberlain at about the 29-yard line with seven seconds left to play in the half. And the Rams got their foot on the gas trying to score one more here before the half. I mean, they are getting the ball back in the second half. Yeah, so. I mean, your offense has been, you know, your offense had one series that they went for and out. All the rest of them have been touchdowns. Why not? So Coach Brubaker here for Springford keeping his foot on the gas as Boyertown in a 28 to nothing deficit. 
Seven seconds left to play in a half. This, you're using your quick, you know, two-minute offense. Just see what you got. Run some plays from the line. Let your quarterback audible. See what you got. So the Rams faced with a third and eight here from the 28-yard line. As Zoller is back in the quarterback, he's back to pass. Looking down the sidelines for his brother, Zach, and he's got nobody home as Kate Sennett there for the coverage, and that one is going to be overthrown anyway. So with two seconds left in the half here, we'll see what Springford decides to do on a fourth and eight. Matt Zollers get the call directly from Cooch Brewbreaker. Harry Adiefe coming on back out with him. Saw the Wildcat there with Peyton West. That was the first time I've seen Springford do that. That was well designed. Yeah, it was. Got it a was few. A real, yeah. And he sends his quarterback out to the right side, so you never know what to expect there. So Matt Zollers out of the gun. Adiefe to the right. Two receivers split right. Zollers back to throw. Cole, Cole Marinello is in his face. Quick pass out to Adiefe. He'll take the corner and Jason brought Oaks. down Jason Oaks will take him down at about him. the 12-yard line. So that'll end the half here at McNeely Stadium with Boyertown down 28 to nothing as Springford is just showing their raw power. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with some halftime comments. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now, and our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. So we're back here at the half as Boretown is down 28 to nothing here against Springford and not the way we saw this one going, Eric. No, not at all. I thought it would be a little bit closer than this. Yeah, I mean, we've got to get something going here. We're looking for Boretown to, you know, ultimately try to get something moving in the running game. Leo Egby is able to get the ball moving up the middle but not able to get the ball moving to the outside here tonight. So we had, last week we lost Ryder Garris with a concussion from what I'm told and why a missing game we lose Griff Hummel senior and we have Griff here in the hum in, the, in the booth with us right now and we just brought him on real quick to talk to him real quick and Griff I mean go out and why a missing it was a tough game we actually didn't even know really what happened to you until after the game and yeah. how you feeling I feel much better now I didn't know really what much happened to me at the why a missing game either I'm just happy to be up moving around and be here tonight. So, looks like you had either a rib injury or a shoulder injury. I mean, you're right in front of me. I'm watching. I'm like, what is it? What's going on here? And yeah. What ends up being your spleen? Yeah. So, I, I tore it in two spots. I had a quick little procedure and it healed it up. So, I was just resting in the hospital. 
taking medicine. So unfortunately, your senior year, you're not able to actually come back and play this year for the football team, but we're yeah. looking forward to you in basketball season. Basketball season's still a possibility. Hopefully I'm out there. So so tonight, not looking too good. Not with game playing. Coach Miller had in mind, huh? Well, we still got another half of football. Yeah. Long, long game, so... Yep, seeing a lot more from Leo Egby tonight, pushing through the line. I know he's pretty fired up for this game, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was texting him all week. He, he was ready at practice every day, leading the team. Let me ask you this. For me, when I played, Springford was a big rival. I mean, to you guys, is it still Springford or is it somebody else? Springford hypes us up a lot. I know the energy of practice is different during the week, but I... I think Springford is our biggest rivalry. I know we used to play Springford on Thanksgiving, and that was always the biggest one. And, and when I coached Midget Mites, we always wanted to get Springford one more time. So uh, not able to get the ball moving here tonight as we're looking at a conference game right now as I'm getting ready for you know the rest of the season and try to get at PV in a couple weeks. So we'll get your boys pumped up out there, and hopefully you know this game goes a little bit better moving forward in the second half for next week. And we're really glad to see you basically just out here with us, and we're really glad you were able to make it so out here. I appreciate here. you having me. Yeah, so feel better. Get your boys fired up. Get them moving. And Ryder Garrett, she said, is doing a lot better. Feeling good? Doing a lot better. I was just talking to him. He's actually up here in the press box, too, so he's feeling much better. I won't know if I bother him right now, but I appreciate you stopping by, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. And get these boys going here as we get the Thank second you. half started. We'll All right, Griff, thanks. Yep. All right, well, we'll take a quick break. We're talking to Griff. I'm on number 11, senior for Boyertown. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. In-home oxygen and medical equipment are Berks County's foremost sleep apnea equipment specialists. We have a full line of CPAP and BiPAP supplies, including the area's largest variety of machine masks and cushions. Respiratory specialists are on staff to assure proper fitting and explanation of sleep apnea devices. We accept the most insurance companies of any provider in the area. In-home oxygen at 103 Lancaster Avenue in Reading. Call 610-929-2004. In-home oxygen. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. I'm back here at halftime at McNeely Stadium. Looks like they're having senior night here at Springford. So, Berks Catholic up 19 to nothing over Daniel Boone tonight. And we got a few a few scores coming in here a little bit at a time as Phoenixville is taking a 3-0 lead over Pope John Paul tonight, Eric. And Phoenixville has done pretty much nothing all season, so that's a good game for them right there. Yeah, I mean, at this point of the season, you just got to kind of try to get what you can get. Yeah, so some of the games tonight is 0-5 uh, Pottstown up against 1-4 uh, Upper Perk. Pottstown losing last week 41-0 to Upper Marion. So Pottstown definitely struggling over there right now as uh, Upper Perk was lost last week to Pope John Paul 40 nine to nothing and seeing some inconsistencies here in the pack and I'll, I'll jump down my list here to Phoenixville. Phoenixville tonight loses last week to Pottsgrove 31 to nothing. They're one and three on the season. They go against Pope John Paul II tonight 
who won last week against Upper Perk, and they're 40, to 40, they won that one 49 to nothing. You know, trying to find out who's doing what and how they're doing it in the pack right now, and and, and that's a tough, tough uh, four teams right there. So Potsgrove is at Upper Marion tonight, and Potsgrove coming in at three and one as Upper Marion took care of obviously the Potsdam last week, 41 to nothing. Um, so a tough game there between Upper Marion uh, down 422 as Potts Grove 3-1 took a tough loss to us, you know, in four overtimes. Yeah. So a very tough team. We know they're a tough team right now. So O&J 4-1 on the season at home against Methacton tonight. Methacton is also 4-1. Both teams pretty much at the top of their conference right now other than PV and the Liberty Conference of PAC. O&J wins that against us 27-20 last week. And Thacton beats Norristown 21 to 13. They struggled with Pottstown though two weeks ago, and only won that game 14 to 7. So again, kind of seeing the inconsistencies here, where you would think that a team like Thacton that's four and one would blow Pottstown out. Struggled with them a little bit, and only won that one 14 to 7. And of course, you don't know what injuries you might have yeah. on the field. And coach might have said, you know what, let's put some second stringers in. After, sure. You know, you don't know. Yeah. So. Norristown playing tonight against Perk Valley at home. Norristown is 0-5 on the season. They obviously lost last week to Methacton. And Perk Valley is 3-2 on the season right now after they beat Springford here last that's, week. That's probably going to be a very fun game. So Springford, <laughs> yeah. Norristown and Perk Valley, I, I, I got to imagine they're, I, you know, you don't, you know. Norristown, you never know. Norristown with a really great running back down there, but the defense just lacking something to be desired, not able to really do much right now as Perk Valley is three and two, but you know, they're 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 a tough three and two and when they got into the pack play, you, you got, you know, you know, Kohler over there, you know, big quarterback at senior, four year starter, you know, able to stick it to Springford last week and, and I watched most of the highlights of that game and that was a tough, tough game. So one of the scores I just got coming in there was Upper Perk is actually beating Pottstown six to nothing. So bouncing back to Upper Perk and Pottstown. And Upper Perk we took care of them in the first game of the season going up 21 nothing in the half, playing the second day, coming back, and, you know, playing a little tough in the next morning to begin with, but eventually able to put that one in the bag and take the win on that one. So PV is probably going to be your team to watch this year, as well as ONJ Roberts. We, 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 we played tough last week and just lost a key component to our offense. And, you know, ONJ, I mean, it was, a, it was a great game. You were one or two stops one or two offensive plays away from winning that game. It wasn't a blowout. It wasn't like Exeter. You know, we didn't get blown out. It was a close game. We lost by a touchdown. And like I said, it was one defensive stop and one offensive play away from winning that game. Yeah, I, I can't say enough about that game. That game is probably the one so far this year that's going to bother me the most because yep. I, I feel like that's I feel like ONJ is a tougher team, in my opinion, than Pottsgrove. You know, Avery Grimm able to run. I mean, don't get me wrong, Amir Brunson able to run the ball quite well for Pottsgrove, but Avery Grimm, not a very big guy, but very elusive once he hits the second level and takes off in the seam, and, and we didn't have an answer for him. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, with ONJ, I think what frustrates me the most is we came right out and we – pounded the ball and drove it down the field and scored a touchdown right away. Like, I think that's what bothers me the most. Like, we came out guns a-blazing, and it just faltered. Yeah, not able to not able to hang on to it. And, and basically, Owen J. be able to find the weaknesses and expose that. 
and, and take it to us. And then again, you know, the key component, you lose a key component to your offense and Ryder Garrison in the late third quarter, and that just changes the entire dynamic of the game. I mean, you're already down by 14 in that game. Boretown ends up coming back, brings it within seven before the end of the game. A really questionable no call on the one-yard line on a pass yeah. to Luke Ordway. We talked about that all week, and, you know, we, we can laugh about it all you want. It, it's, it's definitely frustrating. You lose your, your quarterback, and then you get some tough calls. And again, like you said last night, Eric, Eric, you know, you can't blame it on the refs. You, get, you know, you, bad calls are going to come, and they're going to go, and you got to yep. fight for it. And you, you should have been up by another score before that even happened. So that wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I know we, we went out on the field. Coach Miller was like the last one to leave the field last week, and we went out and asked how, you know, how Ryder was doing, and we asked him, and he. He had no words. He didn't even know what to say about it. Yeah, I like I mean, you, you you didn't want to bug him about it, but I think he was so like he just didn't know what happened that he didn't even have words to describe what happened. Yeah, so I, I you know I, I said to him, I'm like tough calls out there, and he says I just don't even want to talk about it now. <laughs> we're, we're gonna lift Ryder up in prayers right now, and it was good to see the town come together. So we just briefly talked about the PV Norristown game and what PV might do there, but. Uh, Kohler's still playing at quarterback because he just runs in for a nine-yard touchdown not long ago, and PV up 21 to six at the end of the second quarter. So I'll get the scores updated here as they come in. Um, and, and Wilson tonight is t up 26 to nothing. I don't have actually who they're playing tonight. I'm usually a bit better about that with Berks County, but Wilson, the Bulldogs, taking the lead up there with a big goose egg, as you say, quite a few of those going around this week. So Governor Mifflin, uh, you know, we're not we're not in that area, but something that's interesting is that, you know, Nick Singleton's up there. He sets the rushing record for all Berks County area and fighting for that yardage. He's already a Penn State commit with Coach Franklin. He's ready to go. They have no game this week because they were supposed to play Reading High School, and Reading High School can't go. So they spend the week trying to find another opponent for the week. They have nobody, so they said idle for the week and have nobody to play. Hey, so I mean, it, it the week can, off. It, it, you know, it, who knows? I mean, what are you? We're five five games in, having a break. Not, not, I mean, it's for the end of the season. It might be a blessing for them. So yeah, you have nothing to prove at this point. I mean, no, I mean, you got a, you know, especially somebody like Singleton, you don't want to get him hurt. Yeah. Right, but you also got to think about it. You know, you're looking at district playoffs and and where that might lead you uh, down the road. So that's you know something that you want to look look for there. Looks like Kutztown up 14 to seven. Uh, just going through the feed here. So halfway through halftime here, as we'll uh, we'll take a quick break as the Bears are down 28 points right now going into the half. Haven't been able to get on the scoreboard yet. So we'll take a quick break and. Get our thoughts together for the second yeah. half. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Back here as we continue through halftime as the band's making their way back to the stands after the senior night. And I don't have the scoreboard up as far as terms of time here, so I don't know how much time we have left, but we don't have the teams back out here yet. So we'll, uh, we'll get ready as we get ready to resume second half play. One thing I thought that was interesting, so, you know, PV wins 28-22 over Springford last week in a tough-fought game. And PV's, you know, tough out down there with quarterback Ethan Kohler, again, a four-year starter for Perk Valley. And uh, he last week he passes for 139 yards and a touchdown. But his legs were also the same. The, the, also the story there is he runs for 148 and a touchdown uh, against Springford. So... You know, Perk Valley able to find the, the gaps and the holes that Boretown just can't seem to find right now. 
No. Um, I mean, they're finding the spring four is finding the holes in our defense, but we just we, we just can't find any in theirs. I mean, they're playing really tough right now. Right, and spring forward, you know, able to take over top of Park Valley for the last few years, and I think uh, Ethan Kohler just wanted to basically say, you know, this is my senior year, and I've had about enough of that, so I'm going to win this one outright for Park Valley over at Park Valley High School last week. So some area things to mention. We did mention it last week a little bit. So we did, we talked about Boratown Optimist program and the youth of the Optimist and what they do over there. And just wanted to throw it out there again is Preston's Pantry is on site at the Boratown Optimist Piggy Bowl. And if you've never been to a Piggy Bowl, you need to go. Oh, absolutely. Uh, used to be at Bash Memorial Stadium. Now Boratown Optimist has their own fields over in Windlestray, uh, right off of 73 behind Boratown Middle School East. And Mike and Jen Stanchak run the program over there with the help of a host of other people over there. I know that Panarello is a part of that. I know that Heath Brown's part of that. And Bob Curran was been there for a lot of years. So uh, if you want to support Preston's Pantry due to, you know, the loss of Preston and his mom two years ago in the floods of Boyertown, please feel free to come by and drop off some donations at the Piggy Bowl for Boyertown Optimist. It's October 9th, so next weekend. Um, be on site. They'll be there from 7.30 in the morning until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And if you want to drop something off before that, you can make arrangements to do that. Um, and you can reach out on the Boyertown Optimist Facebook page, or you can reach out to any one of us, and we will help you. So the address there would be 132 Chalet Road, Gilbertsville, PA for the Boyertown Optimist Piggy Bowl. And it's, it, the Piggy Bowl is a host of, from second grade all the way to second, sixth grade, of games of the day that they play. And I know that years ago when I coached, we always used to play against Springfield. And that was my, one of my favorite games that we yeah, would Yeah, I play. mean, I, over the years I played, I played from the time I was six until 12. I mean, we used to play all the Reading teams, and then we kind of slowly, as I went through, transitioned to Springfield. But it was definitely a cool thing being a, you know, second grader, fourth grader, fifth grader, playing in the high school stadium. I mean, I know now they have their own stadium, but I think that was always a cool thing. We used to do ours at night. That was like the last night the game older of the kids. year. Yeah. The older kids always got to play under the lights. That was a big thing there. But yeah. now, um, you know, and, and with, with, with fields being what they are, the Optimist Club has their own field and their own facilities, which is really nice. They have two fields there, which is a really nice facility with a scoreboard, so they're able to do nice things there. And in terms of the lights, with the sixth graders being able to play, I know I, I was there a part of it where my son played, and they were able to have the lights um, through the scaffolding and then, you know, lift jacks, and they were okay. able to put lights up, you know, and they cranked the lights up and everything else so the kids were able to still play under the lights. I mean, it's not it's not the high school stadium, but it's they do a really, really nice job over there. So, again, next Saturday, October 9th, Preston's Pantry on site over at the Optimus football fields for the Piggy Bowl donations from 7.30 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Like Again, if you want to drop something off early or late, be in touch and you can do that. Another thing that's happened in the Boratown area this, this coming weekend, actually, on uh, Sunday, is the Boratown Bark and Relay for Life. be happening Sunday, October 3rd from 10 to 8. See my friend Bob Olock, Uncle Bob, as I call him, as I grew up with Bob, and what a great part of our community and a great person to um, help do these fundraisers for Bark and Relay for Life as a cancer survivor himself. Um, so food raffles will be done 
uh, live music, dog dog costume contest at 12.30. They have a trophy car show from 10 to 3, and all proceeds will benefit the American Cancer Society. You taking Nicodemus, Rick? I will not because I'm actually supposed to be leaving for vacation on Sunday, so I told Uncle Bob, I'm sorry, buddy. I will get word out there, but I will not be able to, to attend that one as uh, he does this every year. And, and, and what a great thing that, that our community does here between things like Pest Preston's Pantry and the Bark and Relay for Life here that uh, Bob is uh, helping to organize. Again, October 3rd this Sunday from 10 to 8, food raffles, live music, dog costume contest at 12.30. Trophy car show from 10 to 3, and all proceeds will benefit the American Cancer Society. So some area stuff there going on. We'd like to make sure that everybody's aware of, you know, our community and what they're doing to, uh, you know, to, to, to help each other. And we saw that last week with the first responders coming on the field there with Ryder. I mean, yep. one, not one ambulance, not two, you know, two, but two ambulances coming on the field, but then you have a host of, of different first responders out there to help him, and, and thank God that it's only uh, – in a concussion and puts him in protocol. And I'm, yeah. told, I'm told that he's actually up here in the booth out at the other Yeah, I haven't tonight. seen him yet. I think he's probably over there jamming up his team, getting his team fired up. Yeah, he's hanging out tonight with Griff Hummel at the other end. And uh, we're told that, you know, Brandon Shane might have some kind of a fracture, some kind of a stress fracture or something going on. So we'll keep an eye on that. And, you know, our thoughts are with him that he can get back on the field pretty quick. And unfortunately, Griff Hummel not able to complete his senior season here as a, you know, a football player. He'll get into basketball season probably in January as he said and we'll look forward to uh, to seeing him again as his dad is the head of the Optimus basketball program so again a lot of people that are you know part of this uh, in our community here as we uh, await for halftime to get it started back up looks like they're going to be coming back out in the field here soon and uh, I see Boyertown making their way to the field so Eric key components to getting back into this game what do you think? Well I think defense needs to stop them stop the run or just stop Springford and our offensive line needs to block and not have Leo Eggby drive a whole bunch, you know, carry a whole bunch of people when he runs the ball and pass protect. I mean, I think we just need we had that one big play on the kick return that kind of jammed us, you know, hyped us up and then our offense is starting to move the ball. We need to keep the momentum going. It seems like when we get momentum, we falter and then for a couple, then we get a little bit of momentum and we falter. We gotta get that. We gotta keep our foot on the gas, just like Exeter did against us. Just like you know we did at Pottsgrove. We started doing really good, and then all of a sudden we we kept our foot on the gas against Pottsgrove, and we won in overtime. Yeah, and, and, and I mean as a, a former coach and, and and part of you know the football community here in Boyertown for as long as we've been, it's kind of like you, you gotta wonder. Are they going to come out with some trick stuff? Are they going to come out with some crazy stuff? Because sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i always been, I mean, again, six, you know, from the time I was six until all the way through high school, I, you know, I coached, my dad coached. You know, Boyertown football has always been the faltering of the area. You know, Boyertown wrestling, Boyertown baseball. You always hear about those two sports. You know, then Boyertown basketball, girls basketball. Football has always been, I hate to say it, but a laughing stock of our town. And I'd really like to see this team and – the area, the how it's going now, 
I really have promise in this team that they can bring football back and have it be strong in our town. Well, you got a tough division, too. And, I mean, when we played there, I mean, years before us, it was the Chesmont League. We went into the Burks IC. We were independent for a little mm -hmm. bit. Now we're in the pack. And you got a tough pack area here. Um, with the Spring Fords and the Park Valleys. And, and these are teams that have been tough for years and years. I mean, and you had to face Rick Pennypacker over at Pottsgrove yeah. for, you know, 27 years. And, and that's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, like you said, when we played him, I mean, Pennypacker was the Belichick of the area. Yeah. You know, he, he's a legend. I mean, not liked by some, loved by others. And, you know, he was able to stick it to you every time you played him. And he had plenty of championships to, to, to show that. So, you know, Boyertown trying to get their nose in there. I, I remember years ago when Coach Parkinson came out, great coach, uh, actually coached me when I was young youth over at Pottstown. And, and he, you know, he said, I want to bring football back to Boyertown. And I want to bring that, that feel when you walk down the street, to, you know. But, I, you know, one thing that's great about Boyertown is you still have that pride. You still have that pride Oh, absolutely. And I think one thing like that I like is well. the youngness of this team. They're doing so well this year, and they're so young. I, all I can say is in the in the years to come, I have very high hopes. And, again, the, our youth program has always been good, and I think we're at a point now where over the years we've always said integrate the youth program with the, you know, the middle schools and with the high schools. And I think in the last probably like six, seven years, we've really, really started to do that where you can see that these kids have ran this offense and ran this defense for quite a few years. And that, so Coach Miller on his fifth season here as the Boyertown head coach, and um, not not on the winning side of every season here. And but you can see, you know, there's a feeling about this team as they develop. Again, like you said, to touch on that, I mean, it's a young team, and we've talked about it a lot. I mean, a lot of sophomores on this team, a yes. couple of juniors that are coming up. And again, I I I, I know the eighth grade class that's coming up as freshmen next year, and you may see a few of them even play up as freshmen that are coming through. I know we had Coach Hagan and Coach Lutz on last week at halftime. We talked to them a good bit. They have good numbers coming through the program that are going to feed this program, and I think that you're seeing these players develop. I mean, we, we talk about these guys every week. You're talking about Kate Senna. You're talking about Jason Oaks. You're talking about Anthony Panarello, and these are guys that are still going to be here for another year or two. So if we're talking about how great they're playing now, imagine what's going to happen, you know, when they uh, – when they come back the next year and the next year, yeah. you're only going to get better. I, I, I got to make a comment here. Boyertown's already out on the field ready to get this game going and Springford's hooting and hollering and having a great time. I mean, that could set the tone right here. I mean, Boyertown's out there ready for business. And, you know, Springford's all playing fancy music and has a fancy scoreboard. We don't need all that to win football games. No, we don't. But you have to imagine they're probably happy right now coming well, up. I'm sure they are. Three Three-game losing streak. Yeah. So, and no, I mean, and I, and I there's not, still half of football left. Yeah, and to go with what you're saying, I mean, it, it's a three-game losing streak that you're trying to snap right yep. now. But Boratown's out there ready to go, and unfortunately, Zach Foskey's going to kick this one away. But that's the only action he's got all night tonight because he yeah. hasn't had to check. check yeah, he went from point. what six or seven field goals or extra points at at uh yeah sorry extra well, he's points got, at Pottsgrove. He's got 15 attempts on extra points this year and he's made 14 of them and that's only cuz one was blocked last week. So yeah. he didn't miss any. No. He was blocked. So ultimately this kid is 100% kicking field goals this year at extra points and hasn't had the chance tonight. So he'll kick this one away and we are underway here in the second half at Springford. This will be picked up at the 15-yard line. Springford moving left to right. He'll come up to, ooh, and a hard hit by Gavin Chamberlain. He'll be brought down at about the 34-yard line. Cole. Cole, you savage, and Gavin Chamberlain, two big boys in there, brought down 
Get close to about the 40, it was at the 35 yard line there, so. So Springford will start this one first and 10 from this is gonna, 33 they spot this, at. This right here, this defensive series for Boyertown, I think is gonna set the tone for the rest of the game. We, we need a big stop here. So Ryan Freed back in at quarterback. And we'll see, he's got two receivers split to the left, two right. Eddie Effa in the backfield. Freed in the gun. Long count. Quick snap, handoff to Eddie Effa up the middle. He'll break free into the second level, brought down by Jason Oaks and Gavin Chamberlain up at the 45 yard line. So that'll be enough for an extra, for a first down. Jason Wright was also in on that tackle. So he's playing tonight for the injured Brandon Shane, and he's filling in at safety. So with 11.36 to play on this one, Freed will stay in the quarterback at the gun. Two receivers split left, two right again. Eddie F.A. in the backfield. Shift on the line. Eddie F.A. gets the handoff as he's he stumbles. Nowhere. Looks like he got a little tripped up and he'll be pushed all the way back. He may have gotten back to the line of scrimmage there, Eric. Yeah, maybe. That was a great play. Kyle Pry on the yeah, tackle. Kyle Pry. He's another name we keep saying. Gavin Chamberlain, Kyle Pry, Cole U. Savage. I mean, those are all guys that we, we've been saying all week and all year. So Ryan Freed will stay in at quarterback. Same set, two left, two right. Eddie F.A. in the backfield. Boyertown playing tight coverage. Quick pitch up the middle, dump pass. Eddie F.A. shoelace tackle brought down at the line of scrimmage. I see Panarello. That was, yep, that was Anthony, Anthony Panarello. Anthony Panarello again. We'll bring him down to the line of scrimmage so Spring forward, not able to do anything. And like you said, Eric, I mean, you got to hope that this 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 stance right here can. I'll tell you what, that last offense play, Cole. Cole. Marinello. Yeah, Cole Marinello. He really, he caused that play to get stopped and not go for any yards. Stuffing up the middle there. So Ryan Freed on the third and ten. Be out of the gun. Two left. Three left. One right. Looks like there's some confusion. He's calling for the ball on the left side. Looks like he thinks he sees something. He's going to burn. So quick pass and run here up to the 30-yard line. Gage Schwanger, you could see him on the line, Eric. He was calling for it. I Absolutely. Guess he he, he saw, saw something. It. He saw something breaking the coverage there. And he thought he could do what he clearly could do. Yeah. Quick, quick slant there up the seam and taking up to the Boyertown 25-yard line. So first and 10 for spring four from the 25. Quick handoff to Eddie F.A. up the middle. He'll come down to the 20-yard line. So 9.30 to play in the third quarter here, and Springford is driving again. Yeah, I mean, that. If we, I don't even have words at this point. <laughs> not able to have an answer for these plays. And it's not like, it's not like they're doing anything. No, they're nothing, fancy. it's nothing fancy. It's just they're they're putting their guys in the right spot where we don't have people. I mean, that's the name of the game, and they're doing it. Freed out of the gun, quick pass to the left. He'll take it to the corner and brought down at about the five-yard line. So Carson Bogdan on the reception there for Springford. 
So it'll be first and goal for Springford here. About 8.50 to play in the third quarter. Ryan Freed in the gun at the FA behind him. Two left, two right. Like they're strong right here. Quick snap at the FA up the middle, and he's going to just walk right in for the touchdown. And Spring Ford will score again as Portown just does not have the season. I think they got the double blocks there from Spring Ford, and they're able to hold and get the linebacker. Yeah, I mean, just it was a great, de great design play against uh, the defense that we played. I mean, you can really see that Spring Ford watched film on us. I mean, you, you can clearly see it. They're blocking all the right people for every set we have, and they're they're playing the holes of our defense. And again, they're coming off a three-game losing streak, so you know they're fired up. You know they're going to open up their playbook and do a little bit of McGarvey, everything. Garvey for the extra point, and that will go straight through the upright. So we'll take a quick break here as the Rams have just lengthened their lead 34 to nothing over Boratown. Stay right there. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills set. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Well, spring forward strength. Leggings are the lead here, 35 to nothing against the Bears. Boretown not seeming to have an answer here, hoping to get on the board with 8.58 left to play in the third. And Thompson on a four-yard run for Upper Perk up against there against Pottstown. So Upper Perk will take a 12-0 lead against Pottstown tonight. And Pottstown just absolutely just struggling right now and not able to do much there. So cuts down 20 up there. Cuts down 20 in Hamburg, 20 at the half. So they're all locked up in that game. Looks like they got a barn burner going there. So McGarvey is going to kick this one away. It's long and deep down to about the 16-yard line taken by Jason, or Kate Sennett. Hook him up to about the 32-yard line. So Kate Sennett on some nice returns tonight, Eric. I yes, mean, he had very nice returns. Looks like they're not able, you know, they're not getting the ball to, to Jason Oaks right now. I don't know if that's by design, if they have a kicker that can actually kick to that side or not, but Kate Sennett Yeah, this is a little bit touches. different. The kicker's lining up on the hash every time. This Normally they line up in the center of the field. This, he's lined up on a hash and kicking it straight down that sideline. So, I don't know. It's a little unorthodox. Prior to this game, Kate Sennett had three games with returns for 105 yards and Jason Oaks with 117. So, comparable in size, comparable in opportunity as well. Panarello under center, Egg being the eye. Two receivers split left. Panarello takes the snap, hand off to Egg, up the right side off tackle, and he'll gain about three on that play so it seems to be like the only thing that's working right now for Boretown yep. is those runs and they're not getting very much off of them. No it seems like they do it like they did it that play that might try something. I think at this point you just got to get some momentum and just pound the ball a little bit but hey coach might see something different you know I being up here in the booth is a lot different than being down there on the field you know. Panarello back under center Egg be in the eye with Marinello Oaks in the slot. Panarello handoff, dive up the middle. Oaks 
comes on the end around, he won't go anywhere. It looks like he got tripped up in the backfield and not able to keep moving on that one. And so Jason Oaks, you know, doing a nice job there on corner. You know, does a nice job as a receiver. And once in a while, you do see him run the ball here on these quick end rounds, and they mix it up a little bit with him. Yeah, I mean, he's got the speed. You got to get him the ball, and he's elusive. You know, he's not a he's not a huge guy, so he can hide behind people. Panarello going to gun. Spangler, Ryan Spangler in tonight for Brandon Shane, number 32. He'll split far left. Cade Sennett will come into the game in the backfield. Looks like to try and change some things up here. Panarello takes a snap. Looking back to pass. Quick pass, dangerous territory. Looks like to Jason Oaks with forward progress. Might be enough for a first down. And it will be enough for a first down. So Jason Oaks with a quick pass, first down for 10 yards there. I'll tell you Jason what, Kate, Kate, Sen or yeah, Kate. Kate Sennett, he had a very nice block in the back in the backfield back there. They can all hit really well. So this first down for Boardtown is brought to you by In-Home Oxygen on the web at inhomeoxygen.net. So Panarello back in the gun, Egby in the backfield, Spangler out left. Handoff looks like to Leo Egby, and he'll go absolutely nowhere. He'll be drugged backwards. So forward progress will give him about maybe a two-yard loss on the play, and he won't be able to convert. So second down coming up for Boyertown with 6.08 left to play in the third as the Rams have a 35 to nothing lead in this contest. Boyertown on their own 45-yard line. So second and 12 coming up as Panarello will bring him up to the line. He'll stay in the gun. Egby to the right. Kate sent it to the left. Back to pass. Panarello down at the ground. Oh, no. They're called out incomplete, so not able to haul that one. And as Jason Oaks, as that pass was pretty much at his feet, not able to get a hold of it. A worm burner. Indeed, and that, you know, you say you, know, you got a hand on it. Well, he got a hand on it because he bent all the way. I mean, there's, you know, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way ball. you're catching that. And Panarello throws the ball very hard, so give him some yeah. credit there. Maybe just wait a little bit more. It looked like he did his steps and threw it right away. Maybe wait that extra second to bring it up a little bit more. But Panarello in the gun, Agby next to him to the right. Spangler split left. Panarello's back to pass, looking deep down the sideline, and nobody home. Looks like he throws it out of bounds, intended for Jason Oaks. Yeah, he was under a lot of pressure there. That could have been really bad if, if there would have been spring forward people in the way. Great coverage. I mean, and he's actually thrown the ball a couple times in some tight spots that I would think are, you know, a little dangerous and been able to complete it. I mean, give him some credit. The kid's really, you know, throwing the ball very well, but spring forward all over it on the coverage and able to, to bottle it up. So Boyertown will have a fourth and 12, and they'll have to punt this one away. Colin Eisenhard back to punt. Cole Turner back to receive for Springford. Eisenhard, high punt and out of bounds at the 40-yard line of Springford. Looks like they'll generously spot it at the 35-yard line. I clearly saw that go out at the 30-yard line even from my vantage point, but hey, I'm getting bad my... You my, also have glasses on and have 20-20 vision, No, right? I, I, you know, <laughs> I, you know, you got a game like this and it gets a little bit frustrating and daunting when you know, it's just constant sticking it to you here. We're 35 to nothing, and you five yards is five yards. I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Springford will take over from their own 35-yard line. Looks like Zollers are staying at quarterback. 
He'll, he'll fake the handoff to Adiefe and keep it, but he will go... Ah, looks like they're going to give him two yards on that one, so... He'll come up gimping a little bit on that one. Gavin Rotunda in on the tackle there for Boyertown. Different names you're yeah. seeing, you know. Uh, That's good. It's good when you see a coach doing that, like still getting the different people in there and getting them. You know, he's not changing his... You know, that game plan? He's a freshman. I mean, you want to see that, you know, come in as much as you can. So some shift here in defense. Uh, it looks like Freed's going to have to come back in a quarterback. Quick handoff up the left side. He'll cut free. Up past almost to midfield, but enough for a first down. So Joseph Owens for Springford on the handoff there. And it looks like, well, you're starting to see some second teamers come in here, Eric, on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Coach Coach Miller has been. We've been doing that for the last couple games. I mean, even when we're up, we're, he's still putting in other players. Well, you know, you, you, Jason Oak's still in there, Panarello's still in there, Gavin Chamberlain. So you still got your big boys in there. Your horses are still in. So Zoller's in at the gun. Adiefe in the backfield. One receiver split left, one right. Handoff. He's gonna go about nowhere, and that's Gavin Chamberlain yep. in there again on the stop. And yeah, he I mean, saw he sniffed that play out right away, and he was in the backfield. He did a very nice job of chasing him down. I, it, it, he's becoming a household name here at this point. I mean, Gavin Chamberlain. It's like he he's a tight end on offense. He'll, he'll block the snot out of you. He comes out on defense, and it's like it's like he's always around the ball somewhere. He's yep. not the key component. He may not be the lead tackle, but he is always out there on that ball. So Zoller out of the gun. Quick handoff Again. to Adiefe up the right side and help be brought down by Jason Wright. And again, J J uh, Gavin Chamberlain was in the backfield and caused, caused the running back to bounce it outside. And he's just he's always in, involved in that, and you, you got to give him some credit. So Jason Wright filling in tonight at free safety and on the stop there. He's, he's had a couple tackles tonight, too. Yep, yep. So Jason Wright will bring him down. A little help from Jason Oaks, of course, on the corner. And seeing a lot of changes here. So Zoller will stay in the gun for Springford with 128 to play in the third quarter. Eddie F.A. in the backfield. One receiver split left, one right. Going to fake the handoff to Eddie F.A. Roll left, thrown across his body, and caught up to... Caught by Zach Siler up to the 29-yard line for Springford, and that'll be enough for a Springford first down. So these brothers able to keep throwing back and forth to each other tonight, and yeah, it's got to be a lot of fun. I mean, you got one that's a quarterback, one brother is a quarterback, oh, one yeah. brother a receiver. I mean, that, that's got to be a lot of fun to be able to play like that. Absolutely. I know that's something I always wanted with my brother, and uh, well, unfortunately, it wasn't able to happen. But you know, you look forward to those times. Well, your kids will have that, Rick. So one's a senior and one's a junior, so we're right behind each other. So Sollers out of the gun, two receivers split far right. Handoff to Adiefe around the end. Good blocking out there by Springford, but brought down hard by Ryan Spangler. So playing at wide receiver tonight and also filling in here now on defense. And, and again, I you know, I, I don't really care what the score says, 35 to nothing. You get to see this Boyertown team grow together every single week. So take the score away. Look at this team and, and look at how they're, they handle it. Different names we're calling all the time. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing too is, I mean, I would probably say at least 
You know, they have, have 11 guys on defense and probably six are part of the 11 that play on offense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's you know, you're having a lot of these kids that are playing both ways. Absolutely. So end of the third quarter here. We'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. 35, Spring Forward, Bears is zero here in Roars for You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. Whether it be our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app, walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us. We'll get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit thefutureofhealthcare.org to learn more. Back here at McNeely Stadium as we get ready for the fourth and final quarter of this one here tonight and see if Bears can stop Springford from driving in here for another one and hopefully get themselves on the board here. Yeah, maybe they'll chip, a little, chip away a little bit of it. But we do have a running clock now, Rick, so these three timeouts that Boyertown have are, you know, are going to come in handy. So... Keep this one. West is going to take it and for another score for Springford. And they will lengthen their lead even more as Joseph West, no, Peyton West rather, takes it in for Springford on the end round. So, Boardtown not having an answer here at all for anything. And this is uh, not what we thought we were going to see here tonight as no. Boardtown now down 41 to after, la after the last two weeks with Pottsgrove, the way we played and the way we played against ONJ, I did not see this coming. So McGarvey get ready to kick this one for the extra point. And it's up, and it is through the uprights. So we'll take a quick break there as Spring Forward. Langston's early 42 to nothing here in Spring and Morrisport. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Back here in Roarsford at Coach McNally Stadium as the Rams have just distanced themselves even more, 48 to nothing here with 11.48 to play in this contest tonight. DeGarvey will get ready to kick this one as Jason Oaks is back deep with Kate Sennett and Leo Egby. It is a high end over end down to the 12-yard line and again to Kate Sennett, but he'll bobble this one, scoop it up at the 20 and bring it up to about the 28-yard line and that is where Anthony Panarello will start this one. Just got a score come in here across town as uh, Potsgrove is playing up for Marion and Ryan Sisko, quarterback for Potsgrove, runs 178 yards for a touchdown as they go up 36 to 20 with about two minutes left to play in the third quarter and Pottsgrove able to handle upper park pretty well tonight. Yeah, I mean, you can... Tough you, team. Yeah, I mean, tough they team. are. We played them tough, I mean, four overtimes. That says it all right there. So, Panarello bring him to the line. You got overloaded on the right side. A handoff to Egby. Looks like we're going out in balance now as Egby will push him up and they'll push him back. So back down to the 30-yard line. Looks like they had an unbalanced right set on that, trying yeah. to give some extra blocking in there. Yeah, I mean, we gained like two or three, maybe three and a half yards. You know, we 
we often use it to the terminology. He put he put him on he put the team on his back and tried to actually you know he put him on his back and and pushed through and really did a great job tonight. Right now, Leo Egby is carrying literally everybody on his back mm -hmm. as he's running Absolutely. the ball. Absolutely, I mean he's got four guys hanging on to him, and you got to give give the kids some credit. The seniors pushing his way through here. So Panarello in the gun, Egby to the left. Panarello back to pass. He'll look to Kate Sennett. Quick pass up to about the 35-yard line. So. Close to a first down is that'll bring up a third down. For I think at this point, Rick. I mean, you gotta gun it. I'm, I'm yeah, you, you gotta want to gun. You know, open you, the passing. Yeah, game. why not? Let's try and get the I ball. I mean, you here. got 42 to nothing. I mean, you're shut out. I mean, running clock. I mean, let's see what your passing game can do. Bust it out. I mean, a, a long pass at this point is like a long punt anyway. <laughs> Panarello under center. I'd be in the eye. Handoff to Egby up the middle. He'll push through for the first down and more. And again, in on there, look at the blocking away, but Gavin Chamberlain in there blocking away, pushing yep. through, you know, try to give Egby that extra couple couple yards there. So, so with 9.43 to play in this game, Boardtown moving the chains here a little bit, opening up the passing game a little bit as Ryan Spangler will split far right. Kate Sennett in the game in the slot. Panarello under center. Cole Yusavich in at fullback. Fake the handoff to Yusavich. Handoff up the side to Jason Oaks. He's going to get loose, and he is going to be brought down at the Spring Forward 35-yard line. So put Kate Sennett, or sorry, Jason Oaks in the tailback, and a little bit of speed coming in there tonight. Yeah, and also, you couldn't see him behind Cole Yusavich. <laughs> Yeah, I, the size differential. <laughs> yeah, it's I just, mean, and not, and not, it's just width, like just big, you know. Yeah, Cole, just, Cole, yeah, Cole I mean, big boy. yeah, I mean, he's just, he's wide. I mean, he's not out of shape. He's just a big boy. Kind of reminds you of James Devlin a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. His size. Yep. I mean, even his yes. temperament and who he is as a person really reminds yep. you of James Devlin here in Boyertown. So, Panarello under center as Egby's in the eye. Looks like Oaks again at the tailback. He'll hand off to Egby up the middle. Egby will get loose for about six, maybe more. And that'll bring up a second down for Boardtown as they're driving, moving further and further into Spring Fort territory here. And that'll bring them down to about the 20-yard line. Nope, that's enough to move the sticks. So they're going to give them a first down on that one as Boardtown will keep the ball moving with 8.23 to play in this one. So that first down is brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph. Primary care, urgent care, emergency care, on-demand care, the best care anywhere on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Panarello out of under center, handoff to Egby up the right side. He'll go through the four hole and he will get maybe two, three yards on on that one and keep the ball moving here for Boyertown. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I wish we would have done this all game. Got this a question is, though. Yeah. Got a question. Where is Roman Marinello? I don't know. I hate to say it, Rick, but I did see the ambulance leave here. I'm hoping he's nah. not in that. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't know. Look I'm just to the sideline. Is he? I'm looking now. Panarello under center. Cody Savage is fullback. Got definitely an offsides here on Boyertown. So we'll see about this. Yep, and that'll be a false start against Boyertown. So moving back five. So moving the ball pretty well. Not a. A lot of miscues here in the second half for Boyertown, but that one's going to hurt a little bit. Is it curbs the momentum a little bit? Yeah, I mean, again, we, we start getting momentum and a penalty that causes us to drop back. I mean, it seems like 
every time we get the momentum, something happens to cause it to stop. And it, it's frustrating. It. Yeah, Kate sent it in the slot. Quick handoff, Jason Oaks up the left side. He's going to get loose. He's heading to the sideline. He'll take it up to about the spring four, He's still five. Going. He's still going. Looks like he'll be pushed out at about the five yard, 10 yard line. About the 10 yard line for spring forward. So Jason Oaks getting loose out of the tailback spot. Lead blocking all the way through Cole Savage. As Bordstown will continue to move the ball here. And we'll move into the red zone. So it'll be a first and goal here for Boyertown, which is the first time we've seen that all night tonight. Yeah, this is the best field position we've had all night. So 624 to play in the game here. Each team still has all their timeouts. Egby in the eye. Jason Oaks giving the ball again. He'll try and go off tackle. And he won't go anywhere that time. Looks like his speed, you know, works really well to the outside. Egby fakes it. Looks like a cross pattern there, and Egby fakes to the left. And Oaks to the right. Yeah, I mean, they 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 found they found something that works, and they're doing it. I mean, this is what you need to do. So keeping the ball moving here, Boyertown with 5:52 to play. Driving in second and goal. Panarello under center. Egby in the eye. Oaks tailback. Two receivers split left. Nobody home on the right. Handoff up the right side to Egby, and he is in for the touchdown as Leo Egby gets Boyertown on the board here with 5.37 left to play in this one. Panarello pushing forward on that one and, and give him some credit. Keep fighting. Yeah, keep I mean, fighting. he did the same thing in Exeter. I think he put us up ahead, or was that Panarello? It was him or Panarello, Panarello that did Panarello, the same thing. Panarello was able to actually – Panarello actually punched in the touchdown and then – Got the two-point conversion on top of that because that was the game that Foskey was not at yes. to kick the extra points there for us as he had a soccer game. So Zach Foskey's going to get some action tonight. He's going to get ready to kick this extra point as Jason Oaks will hold it. There's the whistle. Snap, hold, kick. It's up. It's through. Zach still, Foskey still 100% for the year. Still 100%. So Boyertown gets on the board here. We got 42 to seven with 537 left to play in this game. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Yeah. Back here at McNeely Stadium as Boyertown has just finally got themselves on the board here to get things moving. 537 left to play. The Rams have 42, Bears seven. And Zach Foskey will stay on the field here as he'll kick this one off. Deep back. First spring forward, Cole Turner to receive. You think coach comes out with some kind of trick play? Tries an onside kick here, Rick? Oh, why not? I mean, I mean, honestly, why not? I mean, I mean you got nothing uh, else. Uh, you got, your guys are lining up here in a. Yep. Um. Yep. Not an onside, but it's a squibber. Down to the 15-yard line, picked up by Spring Ford, and he Gavin Chamberlain again. Gavin Chamberlain again. I mean, <laughs> he's just—he's blocking. He's blocking on offense. He's tackling on defense. He's playing special teams. I don't think he's coming off the field, Rick. So, Gavin Chamberlain will be your Gridiron Services Player of the Game tonight. Player of the Game is brought to you by Gridiron Services, full-service property maintenance, building and remodeling. Call Justin Connick at 484-614-0670. Gridiron Services, make the call. We do it all. 
and Gavin Chamberlain been saying his name for weeks and weeks and weeks and it's a tough call this week on who you want to pick but yeah. Gavin Chamberlain is constantly constantly in on the play and you got to give it to the kid I mean he's I mean, not he's one of those t- linemen linebacker that just you know pounds it and pounds it and pounds it and maybe he doesn't get the glory of like a quarterback or a receiver you know or not and spring forward will break three up to about the 50 yard line on that one and uh not able to have Cole Savage in there on the tackle for that one. So Springport's got some second teamers in there. Got to check some uh, Arthur Vigilante on the carry there for Springport. Bring him up to basically midfield as they'll start first and 10 with 433 left. It looks like they have him in as a quarterback, Rick. So junior Arthur Vigilante in a quarterback now. They'll make that change for the third quarterback change of the night. As that Jake Ray in the slot. So two left, one right. Blitz is coming. Handoff up the middle. He'll go nowhere. So Biagio DePolo in on the stop there for Boyertown. So some names that we're not seeing previously. You got under four minutes left to play. You're going to start seeing some guys play that don't typically get in there. Gio Dario in there at corner. Uh, he had one pickup tonight at the receiving spot on a kickoff. So Vigilante in the gun. Two left, one right from the 47. Quick pass out the side, up the sideline, brought down by a host of Portown Tacklers. First contact, Gio Dario And Aiden Myers in on the stop, number 21. You like that number, Rick, don't you? I do. <laughs> You've been waiting to call 21 all year. I'd like to see a good 21 do well on the field. I know that. So, Vigilante will bring him up, and he's out of the gun. Spring forward driving here with oh, about three minutes left to play on this one, a third and two for the Rams. He'll change the play at the line. Two right, one left. Snap. Handoff in the backfield, and he is crushed. And there is number 42, Luke Hall. Ryan Spangler on the stop. So, he, again, he, you know, let's go back to it for a minute. You talk about the amount the, the kids you see on the field. You're not just throwing names out there, you know, numbers out there. Everybody you throw on the field is involved in some way. They're, oh, they're absolutely. doing something. They're yep. constantly in on the play, and you can't say enough about it. I mean, these kids are really – I mean, you, you you look up a Governor Mifflin. Who's the player for Governor Mifflin? Nick Singleton. Exactly. You come to Boyertown, you can't just say one no. guy without, you know, you have to say Boyertown as a team. You know, even Exeter. Exeter's got the triple threat up there, you know. But yeah. Boyertown's got, we got 11 guys, 20, we actually probably got 22 guys, or, you know, that can. Like, You're going to hear their names a lot. Yes. You're going to hear their names a lot. So it looks like most of the starters are off the field tonight as you see Aiden Myers back in his safety. Gio D'Addario in there. Biagio DiPolio. Polo in there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to probably see some Brody Reynolds in there if you get you know, back with offense a little yeah. bit. Um, maybe Hayden Senko gets a carry or two. Who's the quarterback, the backup quarterback now? Uh, for us? Yes. I had it here. Um... 
we were just talking about. Yeah, earlier. it was on the stat sheet. I think, yeah, I completely Rick. forgot. He uh, had he has one play, I think. Wristing, wristing, yes, wristing. Yes. Yeah, wristing. I'm sorry. I'd like to see him brain, get a couple snaps in here. Brain lapse for a moment, so. Poor, so the Rams will punt this one away. Fourth down. That's a high end over end. It'll be fumbled, but picked up. And he'll be brought down at about the 28-yard line. So Gio D'Addario, that one will slip through his fingers, but he'll be able to pick it right back up. And Portown will start at close to about, looks like the 30-yard line. So first and 10. And we'll see if Panarello comes back in or if indeed it is Chase Risting who comes out here tonight. So some names you don't normally see out there. So Risting will come in at quarterback. He's under center. Caleb Smeltz will make an appearance tonight. And that'll be taken around the end on a carry for about two yards. Who was that on the carry there? I. Did Risting keep it? Yeah, I think, I think he, he did. did. I think yep. he did. So Chase Risting in at quarterback. Yeah, you're seeing a, you know, pretty much all of our th starters, which I think Coach Miller is smart here. You don't want to get any nah. of our guys yeah, hurt. Yeah, you already yeah. have two big guys out on injuries. Can't You don't want to afford anybody else. So Chase Ristine's a sophomore. He's 6'1", 172, and playing quarterback out there. So maybe, you know, we can the look train, for Rick, The train, Rick. The train. Coltrane on a carry. Quick up the middle there. He'll gain about one on the play. So get him some carries. Let the Coltrane run. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I'll tell you what. Who knows? Maybe you let these guys run this out. See what happens. You know, you might 40, be calling their game. You know, might be calling their name next week. Forty seconds left to play in this one, and we'll finish this one up as the Rams are up forty-two to seven here. And you're seeing some guys out there you haven't seen. So you, Anthony Genovese, in at the slot there. I'd like to see his name out there a little bit as well. So up the middle, looks like Coltrane's going to take this one up for about another two yards. If I was Coach Miller, I'd call a timeout to give my guys uh, more playing time. Let them play, but, you know, obviously I don't think that's going to happen, and this will probably end the game right here as the people everybody's no. starting to wrap this one no, up. No, it looks like Wordtown wants to run another play. Yeah, there's eight seconds left. Yeah, they're coming out. Look at them, now. Rick. They want this. Well, you know, you get young guys in there, they want to get a playoff. That'll be a handoff on the left side. Risting will yeah. fake the handoff. He'll run it up to the left side. But that will not be enough as time expires here at Coach McNelly Stadium. And Springford will take this one 42-7 tonight. And they will line up on the 50-yard line. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back for the weekly wrap-up. You're listening to the Bears Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all your health and wellness needs. We have all the components to get you back to the health you need. Our primary care physicians and specialists see you soon. Our urgent care centers see you quickly. Our emergency room sees you now. And our on-demand app sees you anytime. Whether it's our primary care, urgent care, emergency care, or on-demand care, Penn State Health St. Joseph delivers the best care anywhere. Visit us on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org. Back here at Coach McNelly Stadium as Boyertown not able to pull this one out against a tough, tough Springford team. And they snapped their three-game winning streak here at Springford. So Boyertown will head home next week to face Methacton, and it will be homecoming weekend. 
we won't be there. Yeah. We have an all-star crew coming in. It's yeah. Our all-star from Exeter, Darren Ziner, will be calling that game, and I will return on the 15th to call the game against and PB. And I will miss that game. So we will be a Boyertown will hit home for the next two games as they'll face Methacton for homecoming on the 8th and then on the 15th against a tough, tough Perk Valley team on the 15th. Uh, Spring Ford will head to Norristown next week who um, obviously is a struggling program down there. So uh, interesting score right before we get off here. I just thought this was interesting. Exeter up on Muhlenberg, 70 to seven tonight. Who can they can they beat Emmaus? So I think our friend Jerry Geloff, uh, Geloff, Jerry Geloff Media is having a blast up there tonight, as Exeter is just just basically taking it to Muhlenberg. So we'll wrap this one up here uh, in Springford, as we were not able to hang on this one. But some good things we saw tonight. Gavin Chamberlain is your Gridiron Services Player of the Game this week and saw some development from some players that you don't normally see. Uh, and some injuries, obviously, not helping the cause here tonight at all either. So we'll see what happens as they move forward to a homecoming weekend against a tough Methacton team. We thank you for joining us, myself, Rick Hunter, and my co-star here, Eric Butcher. We thank you for joining us. Join us next week here in Methacton, and we wish you farewell on the Bears Sports Network. Thank you for joining us for Boyertown Bears football on the Bears Sports Network. The game has been brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at thefutureofhealthcare.org and in-home oxygen and medical equipment at inhomeoxygen.net. Join us next week when the Bears return home to take on the Methacton Warriors. You can listen to the game at jgmedia.us. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night. <laughs>